That's it. I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. I'll set your coordinates. Won't jump far. I'll get you back there in time, pal. Trust me. Our only hope now is to outrun that Imperial garbage scout. No, I'm going to light speed. That's the spirit. You'll be celebrating life day before you know it. Stand by. Here's where to say goodbye to our pleasant friends. It's the Warren Beast Holiday Special, starring Greg Campbell as Han Solo, Emily Rowley as Princess Leia, Jordan Sam as Luke Skywalker, R2-D2 as R2-D2, Cassie Peters as B. Arthur, and Kendall Hallman as the voice of James Earl Jones. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Uh, that intro almost made up for watching this. <laughs> that, was, that was good. All right. So, Warren Beast fans, uh, this is a very special episode that I have uh, taken over uh, where we are reviewing the infamous Star Wars holiday special from uh, November 17th, 1978, uh, in celebration of holidays and Star Wars and things. So, uh, uh, and we have a special guest, uh, Cassie. Hi. All right. Um, so uh, I guess let's let's uh, dive right in. Uh, what happened this day in history, Greg? Uh, this day in history, we've got a few different things. Uh, back in 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as governor of California. Uh, 1989, uh, the Velvet Revolution began, which was a week after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, 1973, the Athens Polytechnic Uprising ends. Uh, the construction of the Suez Canal finished in 1869. And just looking at one more interesting tidbit, or maybe I'm probably mispronouncing it. That's the one in Egypt, right? Uh, one that connects the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. Yes. Did, Did you get anything from 1978? Do you mean... The Star Wars holiday special that was critically panned even by George Lucas. Right, right. Okay. I just, in mine, I usually do from the actual date that it aired. I didn't know if you Ah. had any other news from 1978 on November 17th. Ah, Sadly, no. That was the only bit. Okay. That's okay. Um, So, uh, actually, let's real quick, uh, because we haven't done a a Star Wars episode before, um, uh, we got a lot to cover, but just real quick, uh, everybody, uh, starting with Cassie, uh, say your background in Star Wars. And if you've seen this episode, if, if you've seen the, the holiday special, if you have any anything back in the background of your, the holiday special. Um, OK, so I saw I've seen the original. I've seen all the movies and that's about it. That's my entire familiar. Oh, yeah, I like some of the books. I liked a couple books. I don't remember what they were. It was like one series that I heard was people didn't like, and I was like, eh, it's all right. All right. Uh, and uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special is a work of art. <laughs> it's it's something, all right. Uh, how about you, Emily? What's your Star Wars history, and had you seen the special before or anything? Um, yeah, um, my history with Star Wars is like I've I've always liked the movies ever since being a little kid. Uh, I remember 
I was spoiled like Darth Vader being Luke's dad before I even watched like the first ever minute of Star Wars, which, you know, whatever. But that's like kind of a huge thing. It's a big cultural touchstone. Everyone knows, you know, like Luke, I'm your father kind of thing that that misquoted line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like I like the universe. Like I've, I've, I've played a lot of the games, a lot of the uh, Star Wars video games, um, especially not to the Old Republic is like one of my favorite uh, Xbox era games. Uh, one of my favorite Bioware RPGs, too. It's a pretty solid game. It's Old Republic 2. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Star Wars. It's good. I've seen all the movies. I, I like the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, not so much. I like The Force Awakens. I enjoyed Rogue One. Um, the holiday special, I, the only um, history I have of that is that I've seen a lot of reviews for it. So I knew what was coming a lot of the time. But even that didn't prepare me for the special because it glosses over a lot in those reviews. Right. right. I think that's the the biggest thing is it ha- it it's longer than it should be. Like there's about 22 minutes of, of excellent content. It just there's a lot of out of an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like because this could have been like a half an hour special. Just, and just everything. Everything. I do remember this was long. a two hour special because of commercials. Right? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I will say uh, just just one little tidbit of info. The I'm watching this on YouTube, and the person who uploaded it, it there's a thing where in YouTube gaming where you can attach a, a game to um the thing your your video is. So like say if you make a like um a Call of Duty video, you can put Call of Duty as the game it's attached to. Apparently, this is attached to Corey in the house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. That the person who uploaded this put it as a as part of a series. Corey and house. So, uh, so Greg, how about uh, your history with Star Wars and the special? Um, well, I'll start with the special first. Just I've never like it's notorious for any Star Wars fan. I yeah, suppose. it's it's legendary. Yeah, um, I had never tried to track it down just because I had heard how bad it was, and I didn't want it to sort of taint me. I guess uh, growing up. Um, thankfully, I don't think it's quite tainted me, but I'm never going to be able to get that hour and a half back of my life. I don't think ever again. Um, but as far as history for Star Wars as a whole, um, I was born the year that Return of the Jedi came out. And, uh, for, I know for a lot of people, it's not their favorite because just simply because of Ewoks, but for me it is. And Star Wars. Hmm? Blasphemy. That's what that's what they say in Clerks. They say yeah. Return of the Jedi is a favorite. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but for for me, st- I think for, as far as building blocks of different properties that I latched onto growing up, there was Transformers, there was Star Trek, and there was Star Wars. And Star Wars for me is the classic good guy versus bad guy. You, I like so wanted to be in the Millennium Falcon like so much so that when Star Wars opens up in Disney World, the plan is for my wife and I to go down there. So cool. Jordan, how about you? Star Wars in the special. Okay. So growing up, Star Wars was pretty much part of like, you know, just the pop cultural mindset of 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 things for some reason. Like I don't remember a time when I did not have a toy around uh that it pertained to Star Wars because well my parents had the habit of of going uh, to uh, yard sales and buying some of the random toys. So this is why I have like a bunch of old uh, GI Joe, Transformers, uh, and Star Wars toys and stuff like that. But 
we also had like some that we would buy, you know, just for ourselves and such like that. I know we had, uh, we had the, 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 uh, those, those speeder bikes from, uh, uh, from 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 Return of the Jedi, which were kind of fun because they had a button on it that like had this thing that popped off, so you could basically put a figure on it and press it and have them go flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like I liked, you know, like I liked the series. I like, um, you know, I've watched the movies at least all the movies at least once. I've you know been enjoying them. Um, I'm the kind of person who you know every once in a while when I get into something, I do deep dives and like like to find out all the lore try to find out everything about it so that's why sometimes like i'll like trial wikipedia or stuff like that sometimes when i'm looking for things or uh i know that i sat down and watched all of the clone wars uh cartoon when when they when rebels was coming up was starting up and uh oh and i've watched all of rebels too by the way which is i also kind of like and and uh Oh, and when Disney of X, X, uh, Disney Infinity came out with the third one with the Star Wars, those were like the first figures I got was of uh, of like Ren and and the Rebels characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the holiday special, like all I knew about it was that it was basically a giant in joke among fandom about how terrible it was. Like even the actors had you know don't have fond memories of it. Uh, nothing's nothing's nothing good is said about it. <laughs> in 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 a in a general way i'm not saying that people have good memories of it or like it i'm just saying is that they the reason a lot of people who do like it like it because it is a like a train wreck kind of thing yes like and even even people who are excited about it are are just like love how odd how strange how different it is i guess how artistic yeah (laughs) i will i will say this i will say this as with it seems to be with anything that seems to be very polarizing for people I was kind of mad on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it, uh, I've seen like a lot of holiday specials before, like like Paul Lind and some of the things like that, and variety shows and stuff like that. And it kind of felt like that. Yeah. So like, other than the fact that it was like this is Star Wars holiday special, it just felt like a normal ho- like holiday special thing. Only which, a little worse. Which, like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is worse than I've seen holiday specials that you're talking about variety hour ones, and they're usually better than this. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I know it's not it's not one of the best holiday specials out there, but it's right. still kind of to me, it's still struck as oh, this is a, definitely a holiday special. A lot of I, mean, I like, think a compared lot to the... the Power Rangers special and <laughs> well, yeah, but it had Alpha's I, magic. I think a lot of the issues that it has are. I agree that it's related to. It being from 1978, like it's it's a bad one of those, but also like the music, like the music is kind of bad because it's random music from 1978. That's nothing, yeah. nothing spectacular. And- yeah, because, you know, when I think of Christmas, I automatically think of Jefferson Starship. <laughs> they're in this movie because they have Starship in their name. I swear to God, it's the only reason they're here. <laughs> Just think if uh, those two people who left airplane and they didn't rename themselves Starship, they wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, so my history with Star Wars is I'm a I've a big fan. Um. And you'll uh, as you'll be able to tell as we go through. Um. My history with the holiday special. Um. So I knew that it existed in high school, but when I was in high school, it was kind of the early days of I. I 
you could download videos off of the internet, but there wasn't YouTube. So like mm-hmm. I had to go to like a nefarious, it was before the de- the time of torrenting. So I probably used like LimeWire or something and I downloaded yeah. something that claimed something like that. to be the, the first part of the holiday of the holiday special, but it didn't have the part with Han and Chewie at the beginning. And it ended before, there was anything but the Wookiees. So it was just 10 minutes of oh, Wookiees no. growling at each other. And I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. <laughs> I barely got past it. I'm watching. I'm like, are there subtitles that I'm supposed to nope, be seeing? Nope, there's, there's no subtitles. Um, uh, there's no subtitles. I did. Uh, it was, it would have been, yeah, I guess it would have been like three years ago now. Cause it was right after the force awakens trailer came out. Uh, a local th- a local movie theater as in opening their like like bar attachment to their movie theater like a little or like sports bar kind of thing like that like a you know you could order pizza there and stuff uh oh, okay, they yeah. they did they did they pr- they played the movie now the but my experience at that point cuz the version that they played i'm assuming you guys none of you guys watched the version with commercials did you no, no we didn't okay. but uh Cassie, don't you have that version up right now as we watch through it again? Yeah, I did, I did yeah. see one that had that had like this is a C, you know the CBS like uh 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 CMY CMY uh color spin thing and then and then a commercial for the Kenner toys, but mm-hmm. but that was uh, a low quality that didn't last like didn't have everything, yeah. so I kind of switched to another one. Yeah, supp- supposedly the version that we watched in the theater was the best version, and it had the commercials. It was the Dayton was the Dayton feed, Dayton, Ohio feed. And um, yeah, so that makes it way worse because the problem with this with this thing is the pacing. I think even more than just the overall quality, it's the pacing. Everything goes on too long. So imagine if in addition to all that you had. Yeah, I mean, because it was like two or two and a half hours. It was over two hours. I, I don't know if it hit two and a half oh, hours. No. It was it was over two hours with commercials. And at wow. first you're like, oh, this is interesting because it's the commercials from 1978. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember when TV looked like that. And uh, and uh, but then it's the same commercials in every yeah. commercial break, yeah. you know, so it gets gets pretty old. So everybody was very excited for about the first 15 minutes. And then as it went on, it just got like it was just like more and more torture. And I was in the very front. So I was right next to these speakers that were just slightly uncomfortably too loud. So it was very, very <laughs> akin to like being in like, uh, you know, Guantanamo Bay or something like, you know, God, you I don't know if it's that far. That's a rough comparison. Well, well, I mean, but like that I'd is say at least nails on a chalkboard. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is, there is like a type of, a, a type of psychological torture that involves constantly <laughs> playing like, like music or, or something. True, true. That is now I'm thinking it's like slightly too loud. Interrogating a criminal. <laughs> Tell us what you know, or else we'll put on the holiday special. <laughs> oh god. I mean no, I am sure that joke has that. actually been made before. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it was, even by Carrie Fisher. I feel like it might have been in <laughs> I feel like they may have made that joke in fanboys. Or if not fan if not in fanboys, then in in like a, in like one of in one of the many Star Wars fan films I've watched over the years, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, then at Comic Con, I uh, I got it. I got this. Ver- I got a DVD uh, 
uh, you know, bootleg DVD copy that didn't have the the commercials. And if you're used to if you watched it the first time with the commercials and then you watch it the second time, it's like it's like, oh, wow, this just flies by. I can't believe it's almost over already. Um, and I watched that on I watched that uh, back in November on my 30th birthday. And then I watched it again with my in-laws over Thanksgiving and I watched it again this afternoon. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so Jordan, uh, you had some, uh, you did some trivia. You looked up some trivia. Yeah. I basically just looked up basically all the guest stars and acts that were there to try and get like some little information on the off chance. People didn't know, like just by us saying their names or, or anything like that, who they were. Can we put a disclaimer that if anybody decides to watch this because of listening to us, that we're very, very sorry. I'm not sorry. I mean, you know what you're in for pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm going to say, like, if you can get past the, the very first, like, you know, special act, I think you're, you're, if you can get past that, you're fine. Otherwise, that's kind of like, I think one of the, one of the more worst things, sadly. Yeah, because it, it's just so weird, which is kind of bad because I was just about to say that 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 was the uh, Wazen Circus troupe. Yes. Uh, I will, however, I, I had to actually do a little oh. bit of digging to find that out. It was not very, <laughs> it was not very easy. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, well, I wondered about that, like which particular circus did that. Yeah, um, they were a uh, they were basically just in a couple of movies in the 50s and 60s, the troupe itself. They were more of just a traveling like an actual well-known traveling circus of like acrobats and tumblers. Uh, they were on the Ed Sullivan show. Um, for some reason, though, it it the ty- like the credits and stuff also mentioned that the ringmaster, the you know the thing with the trumpet, was actually Yuichi uh, Sugiyama. So I'm guessing they had him as like part of the performance, like special. So he's but not normally part of the uh, the circus troupe. Um, I don't know this person, so I will. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about this person other than the fact that the name also brings up like a. Uh, doctorate uh person in 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 i didn't even see what he was a doctor in no i forgot um now some more like actual names that people might actually reference without having to go further online uh we've got art carney um who was probably best known for being ed norton in the honeymooners uh he's been like a film you know film stage radio tv actor uh He's one of those people that I would say is kind of vaudevillian, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's where, in my mind, it's basically he he's the type of person who has been on stage and knows how to work to a crowd. Like, he reacts to the crowd him. So mm-hmm. he's, like, one of those people who will, will try and get the crowd involved or or keep them involved in his, in his acting, which explains sometimes some of the patter and some of the things there. Uh, I did like how one of the things I found out there that they literally did write in uh some of the directions forms uh he is for his character to do some art connie comedy shtick <laughs> it's uh, i art I connie think, was the traitor right yes yeah yes okay. that's the traitor yeah um i think i think he's my he's my favorite character in this uh i <laughs> i'm i i had to i had to really work i was like because i was you know pulling these little audio clips uh to play throughout and like it it took some. It took me something to like figure out, like okay, which ones? Because I, I can't just have every single time he talks be an audio clip. Because uh, every time he talks, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and just just to give, uh, and because we'll get to it though. But just as an example of Arcani shtick, 
when he when he gets sets up the thing for the Jefferson Starship thing, when he does that whole thing, that's 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 also was something like in the honeymooners. There's something like the whole Ed Norton just you know spending like like five ten minutes just getting ready to do something before someone shouts at him to get on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's oh, yeah, a that funny sure. like yeah his one of his like key bits. Um, then we also have Harvey Corman, who's a multiple characters in this show. Um, I, he's been he was on like you know he's just a well known comedian actor if if the name doesn't sound familiar but he's been in a lot of TV and films. Uh, he became mostly famous for on the Carol Burnett show, but also around that same time he was in a lot of Mel Brooks films, including you know uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. He was Hedley Lamar. That's yeah. That's yeah. Who I, I love him, him in that show in that movie. Uh, but he's also got like just basically a lot of sketch and skit comedy background, which kind of explains uh, what he was doing for these these episodes or for this show, like his bits. Um, I'm trying to then, remember. Did he do one of the Herbie the Love Bug movies? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was it Herbie's Go Bananas or was it just Herbie the Love Bug? Uh, I have to look it up. But he he definitely did yeah. one of the Herbie movies. Yeah. Um. Then we also have uh, Die. Diane, is that how you say her name? D a d i a h a n n. Oh, that's Diane. Diane, Diane Carroll. Yeah, Diane Carroll, who uh, is actually like a really you know prominent singer and actress in the in the year. She was one of the first uh, African American, uh, like major African American singers and actors used by major studios for for uh, movies back in the fifty you know fifties and sixties, like in uh, Porgy and Bess and some and some of the other ones that had all black casts. Um, I did see like what, uh, oh, she was also in the, the soap opera dynasty as like a recurring character for like three seasons. Oh. Uh, I did see like kind of as like a, you know, a bad thing th- that about is that there was people who complained or said that she was th- basically thrown into this project at the very last minute because of complaints about how the first star Wars was very, you know, not very diverse. Yeah. And <laughs> cause I mean, Lando was introduced in Empire, in right? Empire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, like a lot of people are like, you know, you know, this futuristic faraway galaxy is kind of, you know, all samey. Even with the aliens, the humans are all samey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's why Itchy fantasizes about a black woman because there aren't any. <laughs> oh. Uh but. Uh, as you know, other than that, they said that uh, basically be, that also kind of is why they weren't sure how to incorporate her her thing at at the when they first brought her on. Um, they didn't incorporate at, anything well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, so, I think so as, like, hmm, if you how do we do this porn? <laughs> well, if if you if you like if the more you read in into the holiday special, like yeah. The, the more it's like there's this reason is why this one didn't work and this reason is why this one didn't work and you know Carrie Fisher was on drugs and wanted to sing and uh the, yeah it's like it's like, like every was in an accident and didn't want to sing yeah yeah it's it's a combination yeah yeah because that's why Luke looks so weird is because like a a few weeks earlier he was in a a deadly a a, a potentially deadly car accident. Oh jeez, yeah. I didn't. I wondered why he had so much makeup on. But oh I, yeah, yeah, he yeah, he had just like he literally like 
like days or a week before had just come out of plastic surgery of reconstructing. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 So don't feel so, 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 so now you bet you feel bad for making fun of him. <laughs> I, 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 I do. Make fun of him. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, 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 he I, has a lot of makeup. No, I, I didn't make fun oh. of him for that, but I made fun of him for like, his delivery coming across is kind of creepy. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He, he no, was probably somewhat high on painkillers. Yeah, I'm, at that point. I'm sorry, Mark Hamill. <laughs> he, he 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 said like I think in our interviews and stuff like he's he's never said anything good about this like disparaging stuff like that. So he wasn't in the best mood, as far as I can tell. Like the only people who were having fun on the set were like the like the extra people's. Like I think Harvey Corman was basically. He, uh, keeping everyone, in, you know, on set in high spirits. Mm. So basically, like all all the people who weren't in the movie, who were showing up and doing their things, they just they did their things and they just did you know did everything else. It was basically, uh, you know, like mostly the movie actors who uh, who seemed to have been pulled in despite any like thing they said because of contracts and stuff like that, and that kind of mm. tainted how not only their performances but how they viewed the film. But or also special. I, I think that fact is really interesting in that uh Harrison Ford actually does a pretty good job. Um and it, it's sort of cuz like it's pretty clear that pretty much not nobody wants to be doing it. Like at least of the of the movie actors him and and uh Carrie Fisher and and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill's performances are are very they feel very phoned in or very like can't, like not very very uh kind of cardboard it's almost like they're in the prequel trilogy um but like <laughs> but like Harrison Ford he seems like he's Han Solo like he's just talking like a uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a he little bland like a grumpy, in some areas, he just seems like, like a really yeah. grumpy Han Solo so so I Harrison think that's Ford? just how... yeah i mean yeah he's not i mean that's i think that also helps that Harrison Ford as Han Solo he's just being Harrison Ford uh, yeah, but and 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 the writing—it's just like relative to everyone else's performance. I think I think Harrison Ford does a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Of, of the actors like from the movies, I think Harrison seemed the closest in line with acting the way that his character would act in the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but maybe like like was said, maybe phoned in a little bit. I will say that in one case, I think Mark Hamill did a better job is was in the animated thing. I felt like he yes. voice acted Luke pretty uh, well, but like Han sounded like he was like super like. Yeah, I kind of think of the, the animated thing. I always usually what happens when I watch the animated thing is I'm watching it with people and we're just gushing over how much better it looks than the rest of the thing and how much better <laughs> oh, it yeah. is. Like, and we don't do actually mean, pay attention friend. to it. <laughs> that's the best part of the special it's, it's, it's the it's most normal like, part of the special i mean it's still the okay well you're saying the bad parts could be better because they're bad again yeah because they're artistic yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I i like the animation it's good and it's I, it's not it's not good but it's it's interesting so i mean i mean when you if especially if you think about it compared to like what animation looked like in 1978 like if you think if you compare it to like the star trek animated series it looks it looks pretty good but we'll talk about that here in a yeah. little bit uh did you have any other <laughs> I, uh, trivia for yeah, us, just, jordan i'll try to zip through these uh so jefferson starship as we mentioned was actually jefferson airplane until like to the uh 
original guys left and they just renamed themselves. Uh, they're just, you know, an American rock band out of San Francisco, California. And they've, they've been around uh, since at least, what was it, 73, 74, I think. Uh, they took a break in 85, but then they picked up again to do like some kind of like reunion tour or something after that. Uh, but anyways, they've just, you know, they've been around for a very long time and have done lots of different genres of music. Um, I also wanted to give out a, a sort of a sort of a shout out to Nelvana, the people who made the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that sounds familiar to people, but the thing is, is that me. Yeah, they're a Canadian like uh, uh, entertainment company that does a lot of cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I, think did, I think they did the raccoons. Yeah. Fun. And well, sure I was, they did. Yeah. And I was also going to mention that they've done they stood they're still in business. They're still doing mm-hmm. things. Uh, like they've done the Care Bears, they've done a lot of stuff for like PBS, like Max and Ruby, the Backyardigans. Uh, they've done, they do the show Sidekick, which I really like, but uh, not many people know about. They've done like Bar Bar, 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 Tin, uh, Tin, Tin uh, let's see, what else did they do? Oh, the Magic School Bus, Eek the Cat. Uh, and they also did the dubs of Beyblade. Card Captor Sakura, Metabots, and Bakugan. Oh, I knew they did Sakura. I knew it. I totally <laughs> forgot until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. They did. Uh, uh, they're also they're also uh, distribute for Nickelodeon internationally some of their shows, including uh, like the Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Chalk Zone, My Life as a Teenage Robot, and uh, Danny Phantom. So they've they've done a lot, and they're still around. Unlike uh, it's the, unlike a lot of like you know companies I can remember like. Uh, DIC, you know, Dick, Eek, Eek. I, they survived. So, <laughs> and then finally, I uh, just wanted to, we've got also B. Arthur, who, you know, is uh, actress, singer. She was in the Golden Girls and uh, great actress. B. Arthur, yeah. And, and Maud, um, you know, she's just known as all around, like, you know, a good performers, comedian and, you know, singer, act, actress and so on. Uh, I will also point out that uh, the, her character in this in this uh, special uh, is pretty much canon. Like a lot, of, well, a couple of people actually vote. You know, I think Casey in the news post and one of the people in uh, in our questions points out that not only is she canon, but she also is uh, gay because she is married to uh, her her wife Soichi is is canon part of the the Scar, uh, Star Wars universe. Cool. Cool. Sick. Like they even even like it's not even part of like the legends part where you know Disney can just doesn't exactly recognize it, but they could take it, take from it. It is actually part of just the general canon. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I was gonna I was gonna go through and and read all the Wikipedia articles for all the characters, but I ran <laughs> out of time. Um. Yeah, I do. That is something else that I kind of liked when I was doing all this research on the Wikipedia and stuff like that. Is how so many of these characters are. You know, despite how much people hate the like, like, like they make jokes or hate about this, a lot of it is still canon. And so, like Gormandia, she's she's she has been used in books and things and that. So she and she's a canon character. Uh the the Gormandia really? Yes, I, mm. yes. Uh she mentions that. Uh, I love like one of her most quoted things outside of this is that she's quoted to remind people to. Uh, tip valet drones because they are known to blacklist stingy tippers uh and it's just it's just amazing uh art connie's character art connie's carney's character son how is it sandow uh, I, I, I always forget how to say his name 
Oh, I, I was just saying Sandel. He's not only is he his 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 character canon, but he was he was incorporated in the Star Wars Galaxy game. Uh, basically, how you know how MMOs sometimes have special holiday events uh, during the Christmas Thanksgiving season. Yes, they, Star they Wars would, Galaxy actually had Life Day because I yes they would that have game. Life Day events and he yes. was I love it. Let's I love it. And I you would get it. you would you actually got one of the blue orbs. It was like a you would arrive in your inbox for Christmas. Oh damn, it's and awesome! One of, and yeah. one of the other things you could get was the picture I posted on Facebook for yes. our, oh, our question yeah. post. I saw you could that. get that to hang in your in your uh, in, in your, your house in your house. God. Yeah, they had houses in that. I oh have, yeah. You can make yeah. like complete towns in that game. It was nuts. <laughs> Yeah, cool. so I, I just I, and so like I said, like uh, to me, I just love how, for bad or for worse, this 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 holiday special has just become like a part of an in joke of the Star Wars thing. Like well, what, whether people hate or uh, love it, they still will make references to it. They still use characters from it. They still, you know, it's still around and it's still well, in the consciousness, no matter what they want to do to change that. Isn't this like the first case of Boba Fett in the canon too? Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is the first appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah, the cartoon his, was his dope. So yeah, it was. It was pretty like. Um, I mean, that character was like pretty hard. Like you know, I don't know what the word for it is. It's pretty in- integral to the canon. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You did it. Thank <laughs> you. That's all I have about like the various acts and stuff if, to say. So we can move on and. Okay. Um, I guess it's All right. All right. So uh, we can get started here in just a second. I have to pee. So I will be right back and then we can get Great. started. Good time for a break. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the so the show starts by saying that uh, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be on because of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> will be on instead. Um, that's actually oh, wait, not wait, wait. in does my that, version. Does but... that mean that when we started this, that you put up that sound clip of the CBS special? You know, do 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 do. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, so yeah, it plays that. I already played the clip of Han and Chewie. Uh, running into some imperial entanglements, uh, so they can't get to Wookiee's planet uh, to the to the Wookiee planet. Uh, that Kashyyyk? we It's that not called Kashik in this. Oh, yeah, no, I, noticed that, that I noticed that. We'll so get to that later. I was going to ask you: Is 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 Kazuka separate planet, or is it just what they called Kashik before they called it Kashik? I think it's I think it's what they called Kashik before they called it Kashik. Yeah, that's oh, what man. I think too. That's uh, what I thought. But I wasn't uh, sure. It could just be like a, one of Kashyyyk's moons. Uh, I I don't think so. I've it would have they would have said it other time like somewhere else unless uh let's see if it's a yeah I think actually what I think actually it is is that it's Kashyyyk but they pronounced it wrong. I am surprised. There's not a lot of words that have three Y's in a row in the English language. S H. And then like Y Y K. Also, right? also, like, this is Star Wars, so they pronounce everything wrong. 
Yeah. Okay. So, I was gonna say. so, yeah, I mean, in the Wikipedia article, it says uh, the main storyline of the film transpires on the Wookiee home planet of Kashyyyk. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we also have to remember, too, that this is literally the first mention of this planet. Yeah. In right. Star and, Wars canon. So which is, it's kind of fun because I mentioned I played like um, Star Wars uh, Knights of the Republic, but like. And you go to Kashyyyk in that game, and they had like these tree houses that were like just like mm-hmm. this, if I recall correctly. Yeah, they that's kept. Kind of yeah, yeah, they've kept that yeah. that Ralph McQuarrie. So that's the that's really the best part about this is that Ralph McQuarrie painting that is yes. that is Chewbacca's house uh, <laughs> is is one of the is one of the better things. And yes, so then yeah. we go in, and it's just uh, about twelve minutes of this. Oh God! There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, After about ten minutes, I was about ready to message you guys saying, "Um, "Am I supposed to have subtitles or something?" Because I have no, like, I understand what's going on, but I have no idea what's being said. I think, I think, like, early on, called visual storytelling. (laughs) Early on in 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 the scene, I think I heard Michael go just go. Oh boy, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It's like, wow, like well, this it, is. I it's, I it's, cannot it's, imagine that this went over well in in the 1970s or so. No. Um, in fact, I think I think that's why they kind of made made like I think the production people basically asked for the Arcani Carney character because they didn't want to have no like English speaking people. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like I I I can kind of stand it but then again i'm the type of person who actually was fine with pikachu's vacation which also had no english in it oh, pikachu's vacation was amazing yeah I like their visual storytelling i feel like too though <laughs> but this, this is okay i mean like it's not it's like like you said like cassie like you're making a joke but it is kind of just like they're telling it a bit it's just it's just not that interesting to watch <laughs> right i mean yeah. it's not just that there's that they're that they're talking to each other and you don't understand what they're saying. It's also literally just Mala get like cleaning the kitchen. And at one point she yeah. like tells itchy, or she tells uh lumpy to do the dishes. Well, we should probably describe those crash, characters. Like, no. Okay. Yeah. So you got okay. Mala who is Chewbacca, but with an apron. <laughs> and Chewie's wife. And, like some lips. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Mala's design isn't that bad. It's it's itchy and lumpy that are that are really bad. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, itchy has an underbite and uh and he's constantly gumming his lips like yeah, an old man. He's mi- missing a lot of teeth. He looks like an old Wookiee. Like just imagine yeah. a cartoonishly old Wookiee and that's kind of it. Yeah. Well, cartoonishly but also realistically like Right. Like he's I mean, his gums look gross. Like it's And not, he does yeah. walk around with a cane too. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look right. like a it doesn't look like a puppet who has gums. It's yeah, it's like yeah, it, wet. It is weird. It's like he literally looks like your grandfather uh as a Wookiee. Like it's yeah. it's weird. Which I guess is I guess is good then, I guess. That they did yeah, a good I, job. I mean, that's what they were aiming for. Yeah. Before, so. I don't like yeah. him. They did a good job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I don't know. I think that I think Lumpy is creepier. I don't know if it's his eyes oh. darting back and forth or his like weird smile. But Lumpy is, it's the eyes. is is yeah. so is just so is so creepy. He's I well, mean he's gonna 
yell at you constantly, like all the time. Like, oh god, <laughs> like one of those little meat dogs. Uh, I was listening to another podcast about Star Wars in, or about uh, the holiday special. Uh, it was the Star Wars in character episode about it uh, that they did a few years ago. I was listening earlier today, and they described him as the I can't remember the character's name, but like the the little monkey guy from Land of the Lost. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm blanking on the name Here? right now. It, it started with a ch, didn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't. I can't remember it though. If anybody, if any of our listeners can remember and and like put it on our Facebook or our Twitter, that'll like, yeah, yeah. it's not coming <laughs> to me right now. So, so once, so eventually, after about forty five minutes of this, no, I, it's literally. I mean, it literally is like like five or six minutes of of them just just completely incomprehensible. Like I think doing, one doing home home day things. Yeah, like, I think he's us. Uh, carving an x-wing fighter for mm-hmm. i guess for lumpy who yeah. already has one yeah um and Admittedly, I, th- I would have liked one of those x-wings yeah 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 and you need two to make space battles mm-hmm. yes and they uh they are they they are kind of reminiscent of the uh of the t-16 that luke holds in uh in uh, a new hope that's uh, true i think a one is this uh, does does mala check the traffic report or something at in yes. this uh, yeah yeah, she ch- she takes. That's um, not this scene. No, this later. scene is it's where uh, Lumpy tries to eat some food. Oh, oh yeah, yeah Lumpy tries to eat like the Wookiee cookies, but those are for yeah. after dinner. Um, and then, then uh, why are they out? Is what I said. Why are they on the table? Don't do that to the kid. Well, <laughs> because like she's trying to she's trying to set up. She's doing the spread. You know, get okay. getting the spread set up for for the for life day dinner for when yeah, for when her husband gets home. And she's asking to take out the trash, I think, is what it is. And yeah, like he's, yeah. he's kind of running around being annoying and they're just like yelling at him. And it's really yeah. uncomfortable, yeah. honestly. He goes outside and like d- tries to do like a balance beam. That's just what Wookiee sounds like. It sounds aggressive. But really, she's saying, oh, please don't do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then eventually, eventually, after way too much time, we get to this part. Oh, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> oh god, this is hell. Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, so that's um they it, basically they've got the Dejeric, the hollow the hollow chess board um they, from from a new hope, but instead of instead of playing a game on it, uh Lumpy watches like a Cirque du Soleil performance, a, hol- a holographic Cirque du Soleil performance, that which she hands him from like their shelf. Yeah, I like to it's, think that it's a hologram cassette and the it... table's got like eight cassette players all yeah, sort of built that. into it. <laughs> I I think oh, one, one cool. thing that I like about the way this portrays like futuristic society, I mean, it's not futuristic, but you know, like science fiction society yeah. is that all technology is just another TV. Yeah. Yeah. Because every although they single, have flat screens, yeah, yeah, they have a. I, at one point, they have a flat screen. They've got like a bunch of. It's just everything's a screen. Like, and they're like, yeah. "I got this new unique thing for you," and it's just them watching a screen. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's making a statement or something. I did <laughs> like how Chewbacca's picture on the shelf was actually 
in a box that had glowing around it so that it wasn't just a flat frame picture. It had to be a special space picture. Yeah. But this, well, that's this... why the frame was so thick. That's what they were trying to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was like a really thick frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I was kind of confused at first, but then I noticed that uh, in certain angles, you can kind of see it lit up. So the, uh, the the Cirque du Soleil thing, it actually isn't that bad. And I feel like this is one of those things that you definitely would have seen in a random holiday hour, you know, variety hour kind of thing. Yeah, I think well, so. You would might have seen on uh, The Muppet Show. I mean, like one right. of their first uh, acts they did were those people with the clay mask and stuff like that. And it kind of reminded me of that. Oh, so yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like if it wasn't for the music and just how off the wall it was, I wouldn't have minded that much. Yeah. I mean, like, if I... one of those kind of things is that they're on stages and it looks like it's an actual performance and it's more impressive that way. The way that it's this kind of special, weird, colorful thing in the framing that it is, it just comes across as, like, weird and not, like... Because, yeah, you're right, they're doing acrobatics that's, like, entertaining, but that should be, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, hate I hate the scene of Lumpy looking after the jugglers. Because he just has this manic look on his face. Yeah. Like, he, like he's ready to eat those tiny holographic people. <laughs> I did like how he tried to wave his hand through it, though. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, Ooh, hologram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I so, so one, one thing, actually, Emily, I think that's kind of telling of, like, our 2017 perspective versus 1978 perspective. Like, we are used to seeing, like, CGI stuff that, you know, people doing things that you wouldn't be able to physically do. And if it's like a hologram looks kind of animated, it looks fake, but probably in 1978, I mean, like literally these, you know, this was on a stage that they filmed. It's just that then they made it look like a hologram. Yeah. And I mean, like you might be right, but this also wasn't, well received even then so i mean i don't well, know what yeah. people thought about it yes, back then, yes. i mean scene. and I, I think that but I it is a good point little... to raise that it's like this is it is our perspective a little bit there yeah. i know i mean it's bad i mean it's bad we just they just had 10 <laughs> minutes of they just had 10 minutes of untranslated wookie like that's yeah. a bad thing there's there's yeah, a bit yeah. there's a bit later on that just like a hundred percent falls flat for me that we'll get to and then yeah there is just way too much of the of the Wookiees growling at each other like throughout but I think <laughs> I think this is a weird scene that we think is weirder because we're in the future yeah um, and it does go on it goes on too long like everything in this movie is interminable <laughs> <laughs> it just it just goes on too long and then. Uh, after that, we have uh, Luke Skywalker calls, and uh, no, they call Luke Skywalker. They call Luke um, on their computer that uh, they have sent to a different screen. Yeah, uh, well, is it because it's? I think I think what I got that from that because yeah, because she does check at this point is when she checks the traffic. Yeah, she checks yeah, the she, traffic, and there's and no then, star. There's no starship uh, traffic reported. Yeah, in, yeah, in because because he's like not that. there, he she calls she calls Luke. I think is what happens. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, and it's like a secret rebel communication box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I that's, what say, I got. that's why it's hid. It's not supposed. Yeah, it's because a rebel thing. Yeah, they have like a ra uh, radio behind a sliding door, and then Shelf? behind, and then behind the dumb radio thing which slides to the side is a computer thing yeah and then luke says hey, chewbacca you will bring him to the screen i want to say hello to him oh god that's you don't weird. know where he is 
Oh, he's not there yet. Is that it? <laughs> that Wookiee noise is killing me over yeah, that like yeah. call. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. And it's throughout. Like I, I realized that more than more when I was pulling these audio clips than than even when I watch it. Like every single audio clip is bookended by Wookiee's growling. Like yeah. <laughs> some of them I was able to cut it out. Um, but yeah, like Luke is, you know, Luke is, is, uh, fixing up, uh, fixing up an X-Wing and, and, uh, and it looks really bad. Like it looks really, really low budget and yelling at R2-D2. And smoke starts spilling out of it. (laughs) So, uh, fun, fun piece of trivia. Um, Kenny, if you noticed, Kenny Baker was not credited as R2-D2 in the opening credits. It was R2-D2 as R2-D2. That is because Kenny Baker was not in the r2d2 costume oh yeah i I was gonna ask if that's what you were about to talk about yes yeah that's i saw that somewhere which i thought i kind of find it funny that because he was they didn't have an actor it was a remote control r2d2 they were just like r2d2 as r2d2 (laughs) which is yeah i don't i don't know i think that's yeah it's kind of a a thing um, and then Luke tries to get Mala to smile, and it's creepy. And like <laughs> the, the mask doesn't really move all that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the a little bit so of that, the w- there's a little bit of misogyny towards towards Mala, kind of all throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the way he says it is just like, "Come on, smile." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh God, <laughs> he's gonna kill her." I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't I, want to come back to all those frowning faces. <laughs> Mark Hamill is a little bit glassy-eyed, maybe a bit high on painkillers. No, I mean fair. I no, like I said, like I'm yeah. sorry, Hamill, you're a legend yeah. and a king. <laughs> also, he's wearing a wig. Oh, yeah. we Mike yeah. wondered about that. I'm like, no, it can't be. It's like, no, nah, but that makes sense now that it's a wig. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, he plus he just looks weird because he's. I think he also looks weird because he's dressed as Luke from a new hope, but he looks more like Luke from empire because it was after his car accident. Yeah. And then also everything else. So yeah, he just looks especially bad. Yeah. The freeze frame, the freeze frame is definitely very, <laughs> he has, uh, he has the scary eyes. Uh, <laughs> Cause I've got, I'm not watching, I'm not watching the, the special early on. I'm not watching the special, but I've got the, like the scenes pulled up so that I can, make sure I say stuff is in the right order. Um, yeah. And like the whole thing is very conveniently split up into chunks. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's a, it's basically a variety show. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it makes, it makes sense. Um, I actually didn't, I actually didn't mind this scene as much as some other stuff. Like, it's just like, I'm Luke Scott. It's, it screams of like, I'm Mark Hamill and this is my cameo, you know, yeah. I'm in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, although it's not as bad as the next cameo, which is just reused footage. Yes. Um, Wait, doesn't he call, uh, doesn't Mala call uh, Art Carney, Carney's character first before we get that reused stock footage? Yeah, we get a shot of the of the store. Oh, okay. That's right. And this happens. Excuse me. Got a Wall Street customer. Got to say again. Don't say a word, madam. I know just why you're calling. You're wondering when that shaggy carpet you ordered will arrive at your home. Let me assure you, madam, it's on its way. You know, it was made especially for you by a little old woman four planets away. She did it all by herself. In fact, you might say she did it by hand. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Also, I I didn't get a recording, but the but the imperial officer in this in this screen in this scene is great. Is amazing. He's. I'll take it. I said. I'll take it. Well, I the the line I love is the I hate fish. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I hate fish. Yeah, yeah. I almost. I almost included that because that's right before the the wall screen customer thing. But it's just like so, I I think we all like legitimately laugh from that joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's a so good. I, this I is a good say, scene. Like, like this is legitimately if if yeah if the if the rest of the show was as funny as this, like <laughs> it's this might be I don't know I there's a, there's several scenes that I really legitimately enjoy and this is one of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, it probably would have held like, up a little bit better if there had been more of this type of stuff in it. Yeah, because I mean, like, I like a lot of the stuff that Art Carney does, and yeah. as out of place as they are, I do love Harvey Corman's stuff. Like, I just like him as an actor. So, like, some of the stuff he did, like, I mean, they're completely bizarre. But I don't know. Like, yeah, the only thing, the only thing that he did that I was kind of just mad on was uh in the arthur scene but that was because he wasn't really part of it that much and only had like a few things mm-hmm. and his, i think the only the reason he was there was to be weird <laughs> but uh volcano head guy yes yes i sucked <laughs> <laughs> that guy did suck through his head god i still like that scene though because i like that song but we'll get to that uh anyway yeah so yeah, and then I have the other clip of Art Carney here from that scene, just because we it, it this is this is the best. Uh, he's trying to sell a thing to the to the awesome imperial uh, <laughs> to the imperial officer, and he's describe the imperial officer says that's just a groomer, whatever that is. Besides shaving and hair trimming, it's guaranteed to lift stains off clothing, faces, and hands. Cleans teeth, fingers, and toenails, washes eyes, pierces ears, calculates, modulates, and syncopates life rhythms, and can repeat the entire Imperial Penal Code, all 17 volumes, in half the time of the old XP-21. <laughs> and then even um, even when he says, I'll take, you know, I said, I'll take it. And he's like, you know, Art, Art's like saying to himself, he's like, well, yeah, I was. I didn't want to offend you, but you know, I didn't want to embarrass you by giving to you a gift because I don't like yeah. embarrassing people because I don't want to. I don't, I don't like, like being, being embarrassed. embarrassed. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I don't like embarrassing people. I, I guess I said that. It's like that <laughs> yeah, happens. yeah. He's just yeah, like he just kind of trails off. Like I don't know. I, I'm like, is he okay? <laughs> well, I mean, he did just get. I mean, he he is he is living on a subjugated planet and basically just got yeah. like talked you know talk uh, you know dressed down by a by an arm you know an imperial officer like yeah i mean there is there is a if you think if you think about what this story is it is a dark you know it is a dark time for everything that's why there's this you know galactic civil war going on and and Mm. and uh kazook is is uh you know occupied (laughs) by the empire i think it's something you said cassie we were watching you're like you said something about this is like the the best um yeah presentation. Um, yeah you say it yeah like this is sort of uh the only time we get to see the uh empire actually oppress just normal people and we sort of mm-hmm. see the effects and it sort of makes direct connections to like how nazis would just take over places and raid people's homes searching for anybody 
Yeah. And you don't really see that in the original trilogy. No. Yeah. It, it really goes to show how, like, we don't really get to see quite how dire it is in the movies. But then when you have when you have this to sort of compare and contrast it, it's like, okay, yeah, it was... What's weird about though is that yeah, it's also trying to be a comedy though. So it's yeah, yeah. it's trying to be a comedy and a Christmas special. <laughs> so it's just like all over the place. Yeah, and it's also and it's also just across the board poorly done. Like yeah, like, yeah. as much too. as there are great as much as there are great moments, would have saved this. What did you say, Jordan? I said I wonder if springtime for Hitler would have saved this. <laughs> God. <laughs> So, okay, then we get to the uh, Darth Vader scene where Darth Vader says, I want the rebels located and identified if it means searching every household in the system. And that is just that is just the scene where the what's his, I forget the name of that officer, but he says she'll die before she tells us anything like his Leave mouth that to me. Yeah, well, it's it's just that scene from A New Hope. And they just redubbed the the voices. Yeah. And I think we're coming up on another excellent scene here. Unless yeah, something that doesn't matter happens in between, but I don't think it does. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but bad. I'm sorry, but I like this scene because every time I hear her going like the stir whip, I'm thinking kick, punch. I I think this this it's the, like I love a video this video game. I I I love this scene because for the, it has so many levels. First of all, it's it's the Julia Child parody, which yes. is you know which is kind which is a it's it's maybe a hack comedy thing, but it's not something you see all the time anymore. Um, so it was like nostalgia or something. Second of all, uh, they cutting back and forth between her and Mala trying to make the thing. It, yes. I used to watch these cooking shows and I was like, how could anybody follow along and, and keep making this? Especially cause it's, you know, cause it's live TV. It's not DVR'd. So, yeah. so like you're trying to, you're just going crazy. You're trying to follow along with somebody who's got everything prepared already. And you're like scrambling to try and do the same yeah, thing. It has know, I never arms. really thought about that, but yeah, those, when people watch these co uh, cooking shows, they didn't have like pause or anything like that. And they weren't really on VHS back then either. Huh? Like Julia Child stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, Man, VHS I, I wouldn't totally have even been that. in '78. VHS wouldn't have even been really readily available. I don't yeah. think it was until early '80s because there was Laserdisc and Beta that came out before VHS, and even though and VHS when it first came out was super duper expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I always remember like seeing one of those things about the cooking shows, like they show you this stuff and like the ingredients are there, and it's like we've already had one prepared, and then they would bring out the finished product. Yes, I'm like, yeah, that's how you would do it. But then I just, but yeah, like shows like Julia Child were something where they were making it and you were supposed to follow along. Mm -hmm. That had to be crazy. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I, this is, and, and just that performance, that stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 yeah. stir. It's, it's and again, great. this is kind of and why like her I, hair is coming on yes. and like another hand comes out, which, yes. is, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah, she has four, four hands. That hand coming out. Okay, I, I'm not a huge fan of this sketch. That hand coming out was amazing. <laughs> it was so well done. 
Yeah, because it's doing like the the uh, you know someone behind you with their extra arms kind of thing. But the, yeah. it just it comes it comes as a, so, out of nowhere. It was such a great joke. And honestly, um, this this bit does not go on too long. Yeah, it's it's relatively short. Yeah, what I want to say it was one of, if not the shortest bit of the show, wasn't it? Yeah, and like it keeps escalating, so it's not just the same thing happening forever. That's- yeah, because yeah. at first it's just whipping, and then it's whipping and stirring, and then the third arm comes whip. out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> stir, whip, mash, and it's just yeah. I just and then I she love... sneezes, and that's when the fourth arm comes yeah, out. The fourth arm. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, she's great. She's that's a that's a great sketch. That's yeah. I mean that like that and the Art Carney stuff is like it's like this is this is what. You know what this could have been. So then, yeah. uh, so then Art Kearney, sh- or well, then we get a little, we get a little oh, well, another Han and Chewy thing, like, right? Some problems with that scene is sort of like it's Harvey Corman and drag, which I have a weird relationship with drag, and it's uncomfortably oh. close to blackface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought the 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 makeup she was using was supposed to give her like a silverish tint more than anything. But I, I get, they were going for alien for sure. Right, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, looks, it looks a bit like it though. That's why yeah. I said so. I, I didn't. I'm not saying it is blackface. I'm saying it's uncomfortably close. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Yeah, yeah, and that that. Uh, but I was gonna say is that I think the only thing is that at least you know Harvey Corman didn't you know like being dressed up at you know in drag. That wasn't the joke. It was just right. him being Julia Child. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely because I actually didn't realize that this was Harvey Corman the first two times that I saw it. Somebody else had to point that out to me. I thought it was one of the, one of the women guest ladies. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, the, jo- the joke is definitely not, yeah, in drag. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's not like, I don't, drag is very, like, it's, it's a sensitive subject and it's touch and go with people but i would say that this is one of the better instances of performing yeah, drag mm-hmm. yeah because drag wasn't a joke it was more like a just a drag performance which yeah. I mean well it was more uh sort of like a a slapstick impersonation yeah it wasn't it wasn't the joke isn't here's a guy in a dress right yeah. Is, yeah yeah it's just oh here's a person pretending to be julia childs rather than yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it it's one of the more I'm not going to say tasteful. It's one of the more less focusing on a potential negative aspect of it and more so just the impersonation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly it's sort of a dated sort of concept also. Um, but I, I will was, say it's, it was still better than what we could have gotten. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It ended and, up being way better than I was expecting yeah. when it sh- yeah. showed up. And for, for all, like, you know, what she looks like and stuff like that, I was going to say, like, Gormandia is part of the canon of Star Wars and she's in other things. <laughs> they kept that look. Like, she has, like, a silverish pale there and, and, and like, the, you know, she's heavy set anything. Like, they didn't change uh, anything like that. So so that, you know, like, so basically it's like her, her, her character is consistent. So you can, so it's not like... Uh, you could say that they did, you know, you can tell that they were doing this for, for as a joke or something or anything like that. No, that's just how she looked, yeah. which I think kind of also helps mm-hmm. uh, the performance, like it helps the idea that yeah. this is just what her species looks like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 
other than you know, like you said, like it's uncomfortably close to blackface. So you can see that definitely. But yeah, like she's got the she has like the silver skin and then the bright red lips, which is yeah. But like I said, like since they kept that kind of idea that you know that she has like a off color skin and stuff like that, there it kind of at least makes you know makes it a little you know that's not what they were trying for. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like they were. If it, I don't, <clears throat> I don't feel like that that was and it was a reference to to blackface intentionally. But anyway, let's move on. Yes. Um, All right. So speaking of scenes that make you uncomfortable, uh, <laughs> we've got another uh, Art Carney comes in and. Uh, and has presents for everybody. Lumpy gets excited and runs oh, upstairs. And, and then uh, and then uh, he takes him over to the super high tech uh, virtual reality chamber. And uh, <laughs> the Wookiee fantasy uh, masturbation chair, as and, I like to call it. Uh, oh, 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 hang on. Hang on. Called, like a mind eraser at some point. Like, what's that about? What they the hell? did say mind eraser at some point. No, no. Evaporator. Yeah. Evaporator. That's it. Which is oh, so right. weird. Yeah. I mean that's still kind of the same thing. Yeah, well, I, yeah, but oh, I I just I want to throw in one more thing because we did have they did have a uh, an announcement from the Imperials that uh, just just in case anyone's uh, listening and is like, what are they talking about? Because we sort of talked about how they say Kazook instead of Kashik, but uh, yeah. I just want to show that this is what they actually say. Due to suspected rebel activity on the Kazook planet, the Empire has declared martial law. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they just were not pronouncing it right because it's a you know it's a made up yeah. word so you can pronounce it. However, I think that they yeah. just had not decided how to pronounce that made up word yet. Sure, it's like the difference it, between teletrion and teletron. I mean, it could also just be like George Lucas was like he had written it out, but then like decided later he wanted to call it something different. It could just be like that too. Yeah, because like, that happens like, a lot. If you pronounce right? the if you pronounce the sh sound. A bit more to the front of your mouth. It does, does count, come out a little bit like his head. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it's it's cuz K A S and then the H Y Y K is like a hook. So like cuz hook. Okay. Is how they're yeah. sure. That's, that's how, how they're they saying it. it. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's wrong. It's Kashik. Mace Mace Windu <laughs> says it in, says it out loud in episode three, but. You know, it's just I listened to a po- the reason I added that I listened to a po- another podcast about the holiday special a while ago, and they kept saying Kazook, and I thought that they were mispronouncing it. So I just wanted to make sure our listeners know that we took it right from the from the show. Is it not until episode three of it to say it out loud? Right, they don't say it out loud until episode three. Yeah, because they do in the game. Because like the Elder Public was out before episode three and like they said kashik in that so yeah but at that and point it- too with star wars canon they actually had different levels of canon yeah so the with knights of the old republic they didn't necessarily consider it official canon it was sort of official unofficial but it, was canon. The, it was the official name of the planet though because they said yeah because yeah. like it wasn't in star wars battlegrounds as well like so it was in a lot of yeah. games yeah. must have been in a lot of games yeah the video games- a lot of the uh, the a video lot games of the, games, the time, they, yeah, it, those were considered in continuity. They were not considered canon. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I just think I just think it's funny that like the first film pronunciation of it is like so far after it's oh been yeah, and mm-hmm. things. Yeah. yeah. So where does the Christmas special fall on that? Uh, this is sliding. technically a sequel to Star Wars. Yeah. So, uh, and continuity like time wise. Yeah, it would <laughs> it would be considered in that in that explanation it would be considered canon 
Um, anything that was that was uh, a movie or a TV show uh, was is considered canon. Um, in the new canon, uh, I don't know if the I don't believe the Christmas special is considered or the holiday special is considered canon in the new canon because the new canon. No, it got moved just, into the legacy stuff. Yeah, it's it, the legends is the is the yeah. term. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, the new canon is just the is just the six movies and Clone Wars. And then and anything Rebels? that well, anything that happened after That's after that after okay. Disney because yeah. the, the novels are considered canon now as long as yeah. they came out after Disney bought them. Yeah, from so I'm I'm just looking on the on uh, Wikipedia right now. So as of from '78 through to 2014, most of the elements of the holiday special fell under what they called the C canon, which is a classification that was given to the books, comics, and games that had been officially licensed. So, okay, yeah, they had okay. different rankings of it. Um, C canon was for that stuff. Um, elements that weren't subsequently referenced were given the lower ranking of S canon. So, like, less canon. Those than... are um, really? Wait, I S- thought S canon was was higher. I always nope. thought. No, nope, because I always S thought it was, was like you think you have like video games. And yeah, like in video counts. games, it's always like A, B, C. Yeah. Like S rank is like the best rank. No. Well, triple S is the best. They, well, they must yeah. have changed. They must have changed it sometime in between like 2006 and 2014. Because I remember, I remember. I mean, you had those levels, but it was canon, continuity, and tales. Mm-hmm. So, so the canon was the movies and 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 uh, and Clone Wars, and then uh, in continuity was all of the books that were designed to be in continuity, and then tales was like the what if stuff or the uh sort of the stuff that was not written with other stuff in mind like uh probably splinter of the mind's eye fell under that i don't know anyway yeah. um this movie uh that we're talking about <laughs> so we've Maybe been I'm we've been avoiding talking about uh uh what uh what art carney's character what's his name what's art carney's character's name is it it's son Sound down. Sound, sound uh, Art Carney sound. is Trader Sound Dan. Sound Dan. Sound Dan. Uh, which accent on the dough. One of the things I read said that uh, Sound Dan was actually an early version of Lando. Yeah, uh, I remember reading something like that too in in the Wikipedia. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, he does say something about a mind evaporator. I think the mind evaporator is the is the Jefferson Starship thing later. Because he yeah, uses it to the Imperials. It evaporates oh. minds. Oh god! <laughs> the one um, he gives to Mala. Oh no! Yeah, I, that's literally he hands it over to Mala first. Yeah, I think I think that's and what makes, that is. and makes her kiss him. <laughs> I mean, like Mala's into that. It's fine. You got what you got for your old friend. Any, anyway, he gives he gives Itchy a wow. Yeah, that a was. Wow. It's a it's a wow. Wow. <laughs> that way he yeah. says it. It's like you're like, oh hi. I know you're searching for me. Searching, searching. I'm here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind as you create me. <laughs> God. And and believe it or not, that's not the creepiest part. I that just no. is the part I I wanted to get a little segment that kind of gave you a feel, 
But yeah, like she definitely like moans at one point and Oh yeah. It's and she says like you're adorable and then he like rewinds it like it. Three oh, yeah. times. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's that's just, hard. It's just porn. Like like uh it's, Yeah. Let yeah. me see if I can find that quote about about the it being porn. <laughs> yeah, like even yeah, it's even like marked I, I know which quote you're looking for, but basically like it was marked in a script that basically uh, they're supposed to be treating it as pretty much as porn because it's like our Carney is basically giving him like a triple X rated thing. Uh, yeah, like, nothing in, like in porn the, for the, the sta- old man the stage, Yeah, in the stage directions, you know, it's like act like dirty old men. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, like Roshi. <laughs> okay, so Mith- according to producer Mitzi Welch, the, se- the sequence with Diane Carroll was intended to be softcore porno that would pass the censors. And softcore porno that would pass the censors is in quotes on IMDb. So, wow. So, what? So, as Cassie called it, non-core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that. And then she goes into singing a song. And it is, it is like, it's framed like it's porn. But it is just sort of a music video. Um, yeah. And the yeah, song's not that song. bad. No, she's it's, a good singer. Yeah, she's a good yeah. singer. It's just I don't know. It just, it just, it just felt like boring. I guess you yeah. know. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's one of those things where like if they had, if they had like had hadn't just thrown her in at the last minute, which is kind of what happened, it might have been integrated a lot better. Like some some of the stuff, like not as porny. Yeah, I mean, like they could or have done something more a little porny. bit better. Like oh, even even <laughs> even B. Arthur's uh, scene makes a little bit more sense than this mm-hmm. and it's, yeah well uh, uh, i think this makes sense it's just well it's okay, just yeah. the sense that it makes is a little bit uncomfortable uncomfortable um, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe they maybe you know they didn't have internet porn back then maybe they did need to find ways to sneak titillation onto network television you only have yeah, one yeah. in a holiday special though look you gotta I have mean, some yeah, for i don't remember the muppets going to a burlesque show for their holiday special I mean, I don't know. Are you sure about that? I could see Miss Piggy doing that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I wonder if there was, I mean, like on Sunny and Cher or something. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I will. And I, do, I do want to say that, like, the scene starts with a bunch of abstract uh, swimmers swimming through yeah. nothingness. And this is where I started theorizing that they gave, like, a bunch of students, uh, student or film students, just free reign to make a segment for this thing. <laughs> now it was like a class project where just make something take these actors take the star wars name do something it does very much feel all over the place i'm sure that there were i'm sure that it was decentralized to some extent i will say though um for the other podcast for that's what we called music i've been watching more music videos than uh i than a normal person in 2017 watches and it's spe- <laughs> their their music videos from like 1997 Music videos are always have always been weird. So oh, yeah. I mean, this is just a precursor to a music video. I think the problem is that the mu- that it's. I mean, it, the song is fine, but like if the song was good, then we'd be a lot more forgiving. <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like like that that intro sequence. I I was just trying to get like a little bit of her talking before she started singing. The the sprinkly intro sequence is like a minute and a half. Of yeah, mm-hmm. people yeah. swimming like holograms of swimmers swimming up and down. It's it's very long, <laughs> which <laughs> I, the song is even longer. Yeah, and like I love it. 
to be I clear, look- <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I started looking at my phone in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I this was this was actually I will say because um, you know I. As I said at the beginning, I watched this twice already this year, so I've got a pretty strong feel of it. This is the point in the in the 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 rewatch today that I did sort of start clicking like, okay, I get it. Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, twice is too many times to watch this thing in a year. Uh, uh, Greg, you said I want to I want to like throw you on the bus here because you didn't even watch the scene. You skipped over. I it. skipped through for a few minutes yeah because i'm like i really don't want to watch this little porn thing in my star wars <laughs> <laughs> calling you out and i want to make it clear Coward. that hey I greg i thought you said that return of the jedi thing. i thought you said return of the jedi was your favorite movie like it is basically sets up return of the jedi oh yeah of course because you know there's so much porn in return of the jedi I mean, slave leia is from return of the jedi and, and ula well, you don't hear them, you know, making moaning sounds and saying that they're for their eyes only and stuff. Yes, I, I will say that this one's more auditory, but that's more visual. It's also, you so, do you know. definitely hear them making moaning sounds. I just, yes. <laughs> so just just a little aside, Ms. Mira here, the character that Diane Carroll plays, is also still canon. Uh, I am pretty, nice. like, I'm not... She might just be still part of the Legends things that's still there, but there's definitely been a couple of books and comics that have made mention to her character. Mm. Well, is, she's um, explicitly supposed to be Itchy's fantasy. How does she exist anywhere else? Well, that's the thing. It's like she looks different in each form uh, from, uh, what, from what I've seen. Like, it, it's just like a program that people just like use, you know, and she just takes the form whatever their brainwaves say. I sort of like say that... blue dress, gold dress? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Hmm. How do you spell Mesmira? I think it's Mesmira. M-E-S-M-E-R-I-A, I think. I just want to say that, like, when we started talking about this, when we started talking about this scene, I was watching it, and it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, I, I did notice that with a handful of scenes in this, uh, that, okay, it's not, it's not in the main, no, her name's not, not in the Mesmer. main uh, article. Hold on, then, let me look it up while we're talking. Yeah, um... There were a handful of scenes that I like I got the audio that I needed and then I just kind of let it keep going while I was like making sure that the audio was like clipped correctly. And yeah, this was this was one of them. The Luke scene was one of them because that's like kind of a nothing scene. Uh, yeah, um, we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. Oh. Well, or did you find it? Yeah, it's Mermeia. M.E.R.M.E.I.A. And okay. like I said, like she apparently appeared at least there's at least another like image under her Wikipedia biography of a of a male toilet, like basically watching a hollow projector. And it's supposed to be her. And like I said, she doesn't look like what like, like she does in there. So it's like more of a key to like whoever's watching it changes how it looks. Mm. So why isn't she like a Wookiee lady? I guess I guess he's just because yeah, that's that's mm. his taste. Apparently, look. look. There, there is, there is, uh, even though this was before that, uh, there is longstanding, like, precedent for alien, for creepy alien men being attracted to human females. Oh, for sure. Um, so the scene just ended, by the way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, then I guess we can move on. Uh, yeah. next, next up is the, is, is Leia being racist, right? 
Yeah. It, it's, it's Leia. It was Leia. I, bought, I don't remember. I mean, I remember being... She says it may be a happy life day for you, but personally, she's seen happier ones. I don't want to tire the channels. So could you do me a favor and send either Chewbacca or Han Solo to the screen, please? And See, she, I mean, like, yeah, she's like, she's like putting down Mala there, but I don't. I, but she asked for Chewie or Han, so I don't think it was a race thing. Yeah, it was more like well, a, a yeah. woman thing, even maybe, which I, is kind of gross for Leia. I got, <laughs> and then she, and then she's like, "Is there anyone else there with you?" Oh, good, there's a human. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, that you. part is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about that part. That, yeah. yeah, that's entirely that. She's like, "Oh, yeah, like I'm, you're the I, I'm I see that they're in good hands, weak looking white man, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over, overweight elderly white man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, also you've just got also I kind of think about Leia is kind of racist against Wookies kind of throughout. Like she makes a handful of comments, uh, you know, don't get this walking carpet out of my way. You know, I just as soon kiss a Wookie." You know, and then you also consider that like Imperials in general are kind of racist and she was in the Imperial Senate. You know, she might, eh, you know, I I Mm. think she's a little bit racist. Yeah, not cool. And that's all that happens in that scene. (laughs) And then the Imperials show up. Doesn't she also seem a little out of it, though, as she's doing this? Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, a bit aloof. I think I believe I heard somewhere that she was on drugs. Um, yeah, yeah that was I know rumor. a lot of yeah, most of the rumors say that she was pretty <laughs> deep into like various drugs and stuff like this point. So she might have just been high. But I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me, you know, colored by the rumors that she looked kind of off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think she's more I, I notice it more in the other scene in the in the, yeah, the later that. scene when she's singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Imperials show up. Um and uh, start and start uh, looking around for Chewbacca, and this was a scene that I kind of fast forwarded through because it was basically just Wookiees growling. And this Imperial officer, I kind of like the Imperial officers, but it's just a little too much. And uh, and Art Carney uses the mind evaporator. And did you guys have anything else okay, to I say checked, about that? I, part I, of looked, the scene? I looked it up. The mind evaporator is definitely the chair, and apparently oh, okay. it's it's just called. It's also known as a proton chair, and basically. It's supposed to stimulate. You put a proton pack in it. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, it looks so like a that looks, that looks like a mind evaporator. So okay. fair. It looks like a hair dryer. Is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It probably was a hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, when you think about it, because lightsabers at the time were Graflex, like light bulb. Yeah. Like candles. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything on hand. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't remember why, but Art Carney, they ask him for his identification and he does his little, I, you know, babbling. He does a quote unquote comedy bit. Yeah, which isn't isn't too bad. And then he sets up, he sets up this, this, uh, this thing for the Imperial guy to watch a music video. Which I noticed was he did that as a distraction because they were dangerously close to the hidden hidden camera. Like, yeah, one of them was looking at the shelf. Which I mean, I can spot could... of the radio thing, but like not like yeah, the... not the the thing that slides aside. And again, this is where he does his that, like I said, the Art Carney, you know, shtick thing, where when he's setting up the hollow projector for the next show, he like takes his time, like you know, he sets it down, he plays with wires, he's like basically fine tuning it. 
Yeah, he kind of looks that... like he's like almost like miming stuff at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, until someone yells at him to get on with it, which, again, it's <laughs> hard. It's just like it's so weird that he's just showing this guy who's like invading her home this thing. And then the guy's like super into it. Well, oh, the guy is so into it. <laughs> I, I honestly, well, I think you guys were right that it was something that it's set up that it can do. Like he gave it to Malo, but that's, I, it's all that stuff that he did, I think, was set to basically just enrapture him. Mm-hmm. And then here's a little clip of the song. So this song, I have very distinct memories the first time I watched the the um, the holiday special, because at this point we were like, you know, an hour and a half into the evening. And I think it even started like at like eight or nine or something. So it was like it wasn't it wasn't an early it wasn't a you know, it wasn't at six o'clock. I didn't start at six o'clock like it was late. and I think I'd worked all day and. I may even have consumed some alcohol, not like, I mean, it was a bar. So like, you know, not very much alcohol, but like maybe had a beer or two. And I was just like, and again, you know, slightly too loud. I just felt like I was trudging through molasses during this song. <laughs> like, yeah, this song is definitely a low point. Yeah. It's a really bland, boring, dull piece of audio. And it's not that interesting to look at either. And it's, Goes on forever. Yeah, it looks like, like he's singing into a sensor dildo. Yeah, it looks like he's singing into a glowing dildo. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, I, you know, yeah. I think everyone made that joke ever. Yeah. Has ever seen this? Well, you know, it's important. <laughs> it's important that I that I included in everybody. Um, wow. You know, absolutely. that everyone experiences it because this may be someone's first experience of hearing people talk about the holiday special for three hours. I think that's true. <laughs> um, I but, hope so. But I don't know. It is it, for me. The weird the weird thing about it is it's like if if I just heard that song separately like isolated I think it would be fine like if I you know if I was in the mood to listen to like you know classic rock 70s whatever like classic I think rock. that would be fine but for some reason because of of I think the pacing like as bad as the pacing was once the imperials show up at the at their house and it's just there's just like so much time of them just walking around trashing the house. Like yeah, the, it dragged on. Quite the a momentum bit there. goes even slower. And then, yeah, if you also consider commercial breaks, the first time I saw it, you know, I'm seeing another General Motors commercial, <laughs> another commercial like about rock. the eleven o'clock news, another you know, coach is on it at midnight. You know, um. I will say that the song is no, uh, we built the city, which is an awesome Jefferson starship song. <laughs> so, so that is a starship song. It is not a Jefferson starship song. So it is much. Oh, it's not the same oh that's right. So, so Jefferson huh. airplane became Jefferson starship, which then became starship. Yeah. They went through a lot of different uh, changes. And yeah. It was when, I don't know when, I don't know. I don't know actual things. I don't know actual facts, but it had to do with, certain band members leaving and then certain band members coming back and other, I assume that Jefferson left and then they became starship. I, I don't really, 
I don't really know. They're not that important. I, Homer Simpson <laughs> mentions them in Homer, in the Homer Palooza episode of The Simpsons, which I think Great. is like specifically like in order to show that he has bad taste in music. <laughs> so, I mean, considering they're they're a they're a band that's a household name, and aside from We Built This City, which is 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 a song, like it's, it's a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean it's a song like it's a song that people know whether people love it or not. Like I like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. I think it's it's probably one of those songs that uh people who are people who are like uh uppity think it's a bad song, but you know, mm-hmm. they're 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 uppity. Uh but like they were around for 10 years or whatever and and I couldn't name a single other song by them. Yeah, you know, like I said, they they were around like from seventy three to eighty five before they like took a break. Yeah, so they they've been a while around a while, but again, you know, I couldn't name you more than one song that they've done. I know the name, I just mm. I can't think of many right. of the songs they've did though. Um, um something up here. Never mind. Continue. Okay, <laughs> so then we go. Um, uh, Lumpy is like uh, they, trying to escape. And he decides to put on his re- rebel propaganda cartoon. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, what is this trash universe? Yeah, like, did the rebels commission an animation or? I mean, that that's the only explanation is that because he because he hides be. it. Yeah, so it's it's diegetic because he has to hide it and pretend he's watching yeah. like video game for a bit. Yeah, it's it's like he's li- and I like how like it's like he's listening to like an episode of like a radio play or something. Like he's like in the middle of just sitting there, he's listening to the shadow, and mm-hmm. and just like all by himself to, to kind of just forget about all these imperial troopers yeah. that, <laughs> that are messing up walking his room. right around him. Yeah. yeah. So here's a little here's a little snippet. Starlog 324-1, from the bridge of the cruiser RS Revenge, Captain Kazahan reporting. We are awaiting the return of Captain Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca, who are long overdue on a delicate mission to acquire the mystical talisman, which has been sought by our forces and by the Empire. And this mystical car- talisman? Yeah. Fucking yeah. mystical talismans. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystical talisman that turns people invisible. But actually, we find out later that what it does is make you go to sleep and then you have to hang people upside down. Um, so the blood so rushes to that. their head because that wakes yeah. you up. And and tie your arms up so that the blood doesn't rush to your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, At least that's uh, what I was guessing. Yeah. Or something. I like I said, like I said before, I uh, I didn't pay to I never pay very much attention to the cartoon because I just it just looks really cool. And I just kind of like the yeah. way that it looks. Well, I was always wondering about uh, Kazan. Like Captain Kazan, who the heck that mm-hmm. was? Yeah, I, the... I, I could have sworn I've heard that name used somewhere else. Uh, I'm not sure if I recognize the name, but the voice sounded really familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. They do have the sort of. It feels like a. I mean, it feels like like a Star Trek. It feels very yeah. much like a Star Trek episode. The way that they the way that they frame it with that. Yeah, like a Star Trek Star animated Log. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. But also, like, I mean, with the begin, I mean, Star Trek animated the ha- all, it has that opening, you know, that opening monologue yeah. a lot because of the original series. Yeah, I know. Um, but yes, yes, it's. I think it. I mean, it. It's the. It's better than Star Trek animated. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Because uh, okay, I mean, it was like Hanna Barbera kind of like 
that kind of animation. Yeah, well, this is like this is all hand drawn, like frame by yeah. frame. And this yeah. doesn't always have the best animation, but it pretty much always has the most animation. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little over animated, but it kind of makes it charming in some ways. Like it's. As- I was going to say, it looks like a much higher produced He-Man kind of palette. Yeah. Like, I you know how, that. like, He-Man is definitely, yeah, the, you know, the colors. quick, quick and, sure, and sure, low sure. thing. But the but the color palette and uh, a little bit of the styling kind of reminds me of that. But they did a much better job. Like, they did more, like you said, more animation than what a normal He-Man cartoon does. Well, yeah, like a He-Man thing would just be, like, they animate the head turning and then the arm yeah. raising. And that would be it. And they would use yeah. that same animation a million times. While this is, like, every single scene is hand-drawn, each frame, like, fluid. Like, again, it's, 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 it's so fluid, it's over-animated, which is great in some parts with, like, I love the warping of R2-D2 and C-3PO. They go crazy with them. Yeah, they do but some like, squash and stretch kind of things. Yeah, some of them so creatures. much squashing and stre- stretching. And, like, this is another thing that made me think that this was, a, like, they gave the project to a bunch of students, because this looks kind of like <laughs> anim- an animation student project. <laughs> Because, yeah, I guess, you know, they're trying to overanimate to show their stuff kind of thing. And, yeah. like, the, the you said, too, like, the, the scene where they crash in the gunk is so gross looking. Like, it's really well animated there. It's like, so good. Like, you yeah. get a feel for just how thick that water is. Yeah. And it's just a fun little, uh, they go, you know, Boba Fett is, pretends like he's going to be their friend. And then, actually, he's working for Darth Vader. Um you know, and things wrap up pretty quickly. I actually, yeah. I always kind of wondered why Boba Fett was as popular as he was kind of before. Cause he was popular. He was really popular. You know, he sold, he sold the most action figures or whatever. Like he was really popular in the seventies and eighties, not because of, not because of how cool he was in tales of the bounty hunters or certainly not because of him in the prequels, because you know, people didn't really like him in the prequels that much. So well, it wasn't really in the prequel. That was Django Fett. Boba Fett was was in was in episode two. Yeah, he was. But he was. Do you like do bounty kid. hunting? Yeah, no, he, he was. was I mean, no, he's yeah. ten years old. Yeah. But still, like we got yeah. a sense of his. We got a sense of his origin, and then we got they developed him a little bit more. But but the bulk of his fame was prior to that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never really understood because he doesn't do very much. I mean, he captures Han Solo and then he falls into the Sarlacc and that's. And he looks really cool. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he look looks cool. very nice. He looks cool, but there's a lot of characters who look cool. It's just it, I yeah. kind of wondered why he took off the way he did. And I suspect a lot of it has to do with this cartoon because he is a really he is a really cool, interesting, mysterious character in this cartoon. Yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I can see it. I don't know how, because I mean, the it's holiday special, sometimes. it was it was obviously never released, but there were a couple of times that the cartoon was made available in recent mm-hmm. years. So I almost wonder if if it was easier to get a hold of that if you were a Star Wars fan, you know, if if somebody, you know, if, if even like a ten year old, if they if they taped the special and they were like, oh, well, the re- most of it's bad, but this cartoon is really good. And they show their friend the cartoon, that kind of thing. Yeah. And again, sometimes it's hard to tell like what, you know, fans will latch onto. It's mm. there's always that every once in a while, there's always those weird things in a fandom that people just like really love and 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 hype up and it just becomes a thing. What else you this know? thing reminds me of is uh, heavy metal. 
Oh yes. yeah, yeah. That was definitely yeah. the one that I got that's, from it. There you go. That's the better. Some yeah. some of the animators that were involved in this were involved with heavy heavy metal. I don't know specifics, but um, oh, I, that was a thing. I tried to track down the voice of uh, Kazan, by the way, and he it, they don't know he was uncredited and he was never he wasn't mentioned or marked in mm-hmm. the uh, in any of the final drafts that are, survived. So no okay. one really knows exactly who it is. Mm. All right. That's uh, scary. That's a that's a thing though. Like 1978. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's one of the, that's one of the really interesting things about this as a relic. Like the fact that there literally was never a there was never a DVD an official DVD release of it ever. Like you would think something like Star Wars, especially now that Disney owns it and like they don't have like they don't have maybe the the qualms that like george lucas had about re-releasing certain things uh you know disney is just trying to make all the money so (laughs) i mean i I don't think that they would if they release this i don't think that they would uh lose star wars fans no i do like uh i still love how apparently george lucas lost the original cop like the original master copies of the of the original trilogy like for when they had to do re-releases or something, they had to do like special, like they had to get them off the laser disc or something like that. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, the I I don't know the details of that specific story. I know that uh, the master copies were deteriorating. Um, yeah. That's why they did special edition was was because the because the 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 yeah the master copies were were deteriorate were deteriorating. So if they didn't do it, then they would never be able to do it. Okay, so they kind of just cleaned up. Yeah, uh, to so make they, like a copy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they could. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know all the details. That's just like what they say in yeah. the beginning of the VHS tape for special edition. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm an expert, but I'm not. We're going pretty deep here, especially behind the scenes stuff is not my forte. So, uh, anything else we wanted to say about the cartoon? No, uh, I personally, I thought it was one of the best parts of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the thing. The most well put together yeah. and cohesive part of I the like, whole thing. I like some of the jokes uh, that uh, basically I like some of the jokes that uh, C-3PO is a part of is the straight man for. Yeah. Where he translate like uh, like R2 beeps and he and and C-3PO throws. I agree. Friend is often a term that is is misused or something like that. Yeah. And and Luke's like, is that what he said? He's like, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like I, I I do like that Boba Fett's design stayed pretty similar, even to the fact that they have his the dent on his helmet. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, that was, that was pretty neat. So, yeah, so, Han Solo has a look. Yeah, yeah. he looks very caricaturized, like lo- way more I than love, any other characters. Han Solo is my is my favorite uh, thing of. I mean, the the look of Han Solo is my favorite thing about this. Like he's it's he's good. Like it's 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 not it's not. It's not good, but it's good. <laughs> um, so so then, um, yeah. So midway through this, uh, uh, Lumpy is like, "Oh no!" And it's like the the commercial break uh, cliffhanger, and it and it sort of attracts the attention of an imperial. So he like changes it so it looks like it's a a game or something. The don't oh, get caught. Mode. I guess I guess one more thing I did want to talk about the cartoon is that like I mentioned I've watched a few reviews of this before. Every single review just like that I've watched just glosses over the cartoon. It doesn't, it just says like, Oh, then there's a cartoon here. And then 
it doesn't talk about like the plot of the cartoon or anything like that. And I guess they're comedic reviews, so maybe they just don't have much to say about it comedy wise. But like it did feel like a really I was always curious about the cartoon aspect of this special mm-hmm. because people glossed over it. I'm like, what happens in it? What is it? Like, so yeah, I'm, I was cool to see it finally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, if there's if if there's one thing that is just objectively good, like with no caveats, uh, you know, no, you know, not accounting, you know, not accounting for tastes or whatever. Like if there's one thing that is just objectively good about this, it's the cartoon. Like if you have if you have any love for Star Wars or any love for old cartoons, then you should watch the cartoon. And it's available on the Internet everywhere. But it's even, but it's also like I'm pretty sure the cartoon is actually on the Star Wars trilogy Blu-rays. Um, so it's like, I mean, it's it's really it's really available, um, just separate yeah. from from the rest. Uh, so uh, we go to, so yeah, so that happens. Um, then the the part of the show that made me cry, at least one of the times, because uh, I was yeah. really thinking about. <laughs> I was really thinking about uh, this, you know, this stormtroopers being jerks to uh, and everything. Uh, they trash yeah. uh, Lumpy's room and rip the head off of his bantha toy. Yeah, it was really sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand, you know, if you're searching for things, oh, check, uh, like, if they hit it in toys or anything like that. But he could have just felt the toy. He didn't have to rip the head off. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It's a lot. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was like very. You know, the tone is all over the place in this, and it was very emotional. Like, if you were in any way emotionally invested in this, in this, in yeah. this story, or in in like trying to find the story, which I think is one of the better ways of of watching this. You know, trying to figure out just tr- just watch it and try to figure out what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then like at a later point, then like the Imperial officers was like looks at Lumpy and he was like, "Go clean up your room." Yes, actually, I have yeah. that. Uh. Go clean up your room. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Like that's just evil the and kid bad. And very yeah, upset and yeah, it sucks because he knows what he's gonna find, or at least yeah. has an idea. What and he's then he like find. picks up the toy and he's all he's sad looking. And he puts yeah, him in the bed. He puts him on the bed and, and puts and a I'm, blanket over them. I think I was saying like, no, your dad's gonna fix that. Don't worry, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, Chewbacca can fix it. It's okay. Chewbacca can fix it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca so, goes to fix it, and Lumpy's like, no, Dad, I want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then now he goes. <laughs> okay, so then we get to the bit that I think is the worst part of the whole thing. What is... are you talking about? This is amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it thing? so much. What so, is even this scene? We're, we're talking about the guy and the instructional video, right? Yeah. So, so, so Lumpy has a circuit board that he needs talking instructions the, on. The part of this special that was directed by uh, David Lynch. Okay. So this is so this is what this is the one part that I thought was kind of clever, and I actually was gonna. I actually no, actually this is the other. Uh, this is the one part that I thought was kind of clever. Um, he puts the That's video it. in. The motor abilities of Amorphian citizens are frequently impaired by malfunctions, which result in a temporary loss of power. This in no way reflects on the safety of our product. 
which I I like that felt very Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then yeah, the gag is that uh, what's the guy's name? Harvey Corman. That Harvey yeah, Corman yeah. is a robot that is consi- that is so consistently malfunctioning that even in the instruction video that they do not have to get in one take. He he keeps malfunctioning. So this is the best take. Yeah. Until the end, he just stops working altogether. Yeah, and like it's so it's surreal. Down at sometimes as well, but he also is physically like you know like he will stall you know and like like shake his arm or something or move himself like he's trying to start himself back up. Yeah, yeah, he's like, trying to like will his his limbs to move or something along those like lines. They, they do do a lot of like reversing the footage and then playing it back really quickly. Yeah, and but it he, just he himself is doing things too. It just yeah. really this bit just really fell flat for me. It's so surreal. It's so good. Yeah, like and like he, he, he just, go goes to stab himself with a screwdriver. And it's really weird. Oh my god! Like, right, the stab. Uh... <laughs> Like, just, he puts his finger and he smiles afterwards, and then he just stabs like, his and, chin. Yeah, but, like, as, well, as, like, a thing, as a creepy thing, it's it's kind of interesting, but, like, it's not, it's, 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 oh, it's crazy. But, like, uh, one thing I want to say, though, is that it, this is, like, a data-type Android deal. Does that happen yeah. in Star Wars? I thought there was just droids. I didn't think they had, like, androids. Well, uh, they have. Well, so I actually this looked this team? up the other day. Um androids well generally speaking yeah when you say that when you use the term android you in star wars they are talking about human uh droids that look like humans but this is specifically apparently an amorphian being not a uh there are androids in star wars i didn't think there was but yeah well i mean they're not like in the movies but i mean they exist to some extent okay uh, like they're they're definitely robotic creatures that basically are if whatever an amorphian is they are some some kind of robotic creature because like his movements are punctuated by like you know sound effects of like squeaking and yeah, stuff like his, that and his voice goes all like weird at the end yeah. when he's like yeah so, like it's it's slowed down to basically like he's powering down so like if he's not an android he's definitely something mechanical. So the only other time that Amorphians are mentioned in all of Star Wars is in Skywalker's S-K-Y-E-W-A-L-K-E-R-S colon A Clone Wars Story, which was a Clone War-themed novella originally commissioned for Hyperspace, the official Star Wars fan club, in 2011. I didn't know Hyperspace still existed in 2011. Huh. Um, it – Wow. It serves as a prequel to the 1979 story Star Wars Annual One, The Long Hunt, written by Chris Claremont. I didn't know Chris Claremont wrote old Marvel comics. I mean, old Marvel Star Wars. That's huh. Yeah, actually, I remember hearing that he had written some of it. I was going to say when you said like he hasn't written Marvel comics, I'm like, isn't he like one of the most famous yeah, X-Men I mean, writers? Yeah, he, wrote, he wrote X-Men in the late... In the late I mean, it, the the timeline makes sense. It's just like... I guess I think of uh, I think of of old Star Wars comics being Dark Horse, so being written by nobodies, yeah, or by like people who are only famous for writing Star Wars stuff, uh, as opposed to um, the the yeah, as opposed to some ones that was done while the movies were being made. Yeah, well, and yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, there's a whole plot summary. I don't care. 
But the point is, uh, Amorphians are not all over the place. They're not one of the, they're not one of the races that uh, that got picked up and given a huge crazy backstory. Yeah, because this guy apparently doesn't even have a backstory. Yeah, like this guy is the picture on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. um, like, the physical characteristics fact- is just describing him. <laughs> yeah, like he's not even named except in the script, which I think was in only in a later draft as like Dromboid, I think. Yeah, Dromboid. Yeah, yeah, so uh, like, something like that. <laughs> and everything about so, this scene. Oh, sorry, you go first, Cassie. Okay, so the picture for Morphian is uh, Dromboid pointing at the thing, and the picture for Dromboid is a zoomed-in picture of John Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. These are slightly obscure Star Wars characters. Um, which is, you yeah, know... It's, yeah. The funny thing is, he's like the only one that doesn't have a backstory so far <laughs> of, of all these. Not, yeah, like, not a, not a... Not a... Yeah, like, he's one... Like, he doesn't have much else going for him, like Gormandia or, or, or Akamina does. Yeah. It's kind of weird, you know, like they didn't expand on him like they did the others. Uh, that didn't stop Wikipedia from writing a lot of words about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's uh, well, the... I think if you had to if you had to in words describe the skit that he did, it would take a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, fair. I, and I think that's what most of the talk they're talking about, like explaining like what the power fluctuations were and what happened and what they did, which is a lot to actually do. All right. So another well, scene that I love some... that that uh, that I might I don't know if it's my favorite. It might be my favorite. I don't know. Other scenes might be my Are favorite. Are we moving away from this like scene with the robot dude? Yeah, because I, I don't care about this scene. What yeah. anything else you got to have to say about it? Yeah, I, I just want to say like, um, I've, again, I watch reviews and they kind of like skip over that. Like, I think like one <laughs> reviewer who should not be named because he sucks. Um, he said, um, like. Oh, this is like just an instructional video. Like you, you could like he literally just watches instructional video. You, you could build this thing after watching that, and like he doesn't mention at all the fucking weird ticks and weird things he does. Like I, I thought yeah. that came. Out, I was surprised by this scene because again, I've seen a bunch of reviews that describe all the scenes, but this was again skipped over for some reason. Yeah. Well, this I and, mean, it's also because I think this is the part. You know, like we said, this is the part where as little momentum as the show as it had. Like it's just dragging at this point, and you're just ready for it to be over. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. think a lot of people kind of zip through this part, which is yeah. kind of sad because, like I like in and of itself, I think it's kind of a good like you know physical slapstick scene. You know, like if it was in anything else, I probably would find this amusing and probably would like the jokes of it. I uh, loved it. <laughs> like yeah, in, so the context much. Of the, in the context <laughs> of, the, of the special, I'm not so sure. It goes absolutely nowhere. It has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. anything else. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, maybe that's what it's, it is. Maybe it's because it doesn't connect to anything and it's also not anything special. It just felt like it just I don't know. It just fell flat for me. Skit. Yeah. The special is just a sequence of skits. Yeah. With very loose connective tissue. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and I'm OK with that. You know, speaking of loose connective tissue. Let's move on to the next thing, which I think this description also applies to our podcast. This transmission is unrehearsed and unedited and is hereby begun without further comment as to its lack of moral value. Yeah, that pretty much 
Yeah, yeah. That, that works for us. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that that sound clip. Like that feels like something that should be. I should just put that at the beginning of every one of my podcasts from now through. Like, <laughs> you know good. what? It reminds me of like how sometimes uh, certain like. Uh, TV shows will like either put like for time and effort th- this film has been edited, right? Or, right. Or or uh, this this or more specifically this this show has been rated TVMA for mature language, adult situations, and yeah. so on and so forth. You know. <laughs> One other thing I like about it is that it mentions that it's like they're showing you it so that you can like feel better about your life because this is like the worst place ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. another way you could describe our podcast. And it's, yeah. it's, it's mandatory for all uh, for all Imperials. <laughs> mandatory viewing, yeah. I, yeah, then, it just shows the two stormtroopers looking at the screen. I do love that. Uh, like after it took, like uh, uh, going through, I noticed that like at one point, one of the stormtrooper nudges the other one, like eh, eh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> And so, so yeah, so the guy comes in and, uh, and he's trying to give Akmina flowers. Akmina is the bartender. And, and in the uh, background, they're playing jizz music. Yep. Yep. They are playing the cantina band. Uh, is, I can't remember it's the name of the band. Jizz music. Oh man. It is called jizz music. Figuring Dan in the modal nodes. Is that right? Sure. Figuring Dan is the, is the guy. But uh, Jordan, look that up. You're better at searching for things. All right. I'm pretty sure it's figuring Dan in the modal nodes. Um, yep, you're right. Because I always get that mixed up with Max Rebo and stuff. But anyway, now I forget. Other Max notable Rebo. jizz bands include Bobolo Baker's Albeth Band, Ever Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. Oh, there. That's um. That's uh. The Deveronian guy's favorite band is the J- Galactic Jizz Whalers. Anyway, <laughs> um. That's if you want to learn more about that, uh, you should read Tales of the Moss Eisley Cantina. It's it's a fun. It's actually if you if you if you have any interest in these obscure uh Star Wars characters, you should read those tales novels from uh from the early 90s they they do a really good job of capturing this like kind of star wars star wars feel that this kind of has uh although they do it better but it's also like kind of like this it's like they don't really know what star wars is like you probably wouldn't have an amorphian in a modern star wars in a modern star wars tale but you know they do weird stuff like have a guy that eats people's brains anyway uh (laughs) I I really like I really like this scene. I mean, I know it's it's a little bit like the guys the guys kind of a kind of a a, a, a little a little weirdly clinging to Aquina. Yeah, yeah, just, just a mean, little bit of a creep. I'm just a tiny little bit of a creep, a huge creep who goes up to someone's workplace and brings them flowers and then hugs them behind out of nowhere. Their back like goes behind the counter. Like what yeah. the fuck? Oh, I forgot and, about that. I, and and. Also, he's weird with a volcano head, and he drinks stuff weird. And yeah, like he has a volcano head. <laughs> yeah. like, at first, I thought it was just head. more of like he, kind of like a puppy love kind of thing. Like, you know, like she's it. It's B. Arthur is the bartend bartender, and so like you know, she's nice to everyone and stuff. Yeah, and like he's, he's like, not gonna fall in love with B. Arthur. To be fair, yeah, yeah. So so you know, like he's just he just mis you know misconstrued and but yeah, it it, it does kind of get creepy at moments i feel yeah, like in the beginning I, it's like whatever but it gets creepy i <laughs> sure. feel like um at no point I, I feel like b arthur has all the power in this yeah in this so 
Well, in reality, when you're hitting on someone who's a server, you have all the power. Yeah, because they have to be nice to you. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. No, and and also, and also, I mean, he's kind of portrayed as a as as a loser. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's not not supposed to be liked, I guess. I mean, that you are supposed to find a scene. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I think part of it is also that they portray him as not a very, uh, not very. He's not. He's harmless. Is that I think that's part of the the thing they're they try to he has physically well, assault her. Yeah, no, but you know that. you know what I mean or by less. that. Like he's not he's not a violent person. He's more of he's like the 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 puppy dog that that just you know just wants to sit on your lap all the time. Not violent does not mean harmless. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's super yeah, creepy. Okay. I wouldn't call him harmless. What the scene has going for him is that it he is a creep who gets nothing. Yeah. And and I mean and and I like I, I I like their their little bit of banter. Um and then uh yeah, so she gets shut down and I I really like the I really like the song. It's a little bit too long. Um just a, a little, little okay, too wait, slow. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Just just because it, she she shuts down Krellman and then she the her Kantina gets shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, like again, like with this song, like personally, and I don't know if it's because like it's like at this point in the movie, it's been a really long slog, and maybe that might have colored it. But this was like the worst scene for me, just be just because like it just goes on forever, and it's I'm I'm annoyed at her patrons for not leaving when she asks them to, and I'm just like, <laughs> and like you're all I, I'm like I want to just leave and let them all get arrested, like you know you don't have to don't, don't worry about it. But yeah, it's maybe just, she lives there. Maybe her true. house is just above the bar. They're all assholes. Well, I mean, she would get whatever. she's nah, the she one who would get in trouble kind of for 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 like serving when when she's supposed to not be running having a having a business she would get in trouble i mean if a bar if a bar stays open past 2 a.m it's not the patrons that are that get penalized it's the it's the bar so she would get yeah so she's the one that would get in trouble they might also get in trouble for for being out past curfew um but (laughs) the more serious trouble would be the person who is who is you know serving alcohol when they're not supposed to be um, at least you know, that's, that's how, you know, that's how I, that's how I took it. Um, but I love, I love the song. Uh, I like, I love the, all the designs of all the characters. Um, a lot of them are like aliens from the actual canon that I recognize from the games yeah. and stuff. Like, right. I mean, these are, these are yeah. basically the costumes that they had for the cantina scene. Yeah. Scene, yeah. Cantina scene, uh, in, in the, in a new hope. Although there's one, yeah. there's one giant rat. That it I love the best. Oh man, the um, rat is so good. Let's see, the rat is my friend. The rat is real and strong and my friend. Oh, I this is the point where I tweeted out, like, I'm watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. Why is B. Arthur singing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this I can't find. It's, she was allowed to sing. She'll sing. It's from another. It's it's actually like from a completely other movie that uh, that it was. Um, the other fun fact about this sequence is it took 24 hours to shoot. They shot it over the course of 24 hours. Um, wow. Holy and, shit. Uh, that actors in a alien lot costumes too. began to pass out due to lack of oxygen. Jeez. Um, oh my God. So oxygen <sighs> tanks were provided to them for use between takes. Um, and it, I don't know. It works. It works. This scene works for me. Yeah. And especially like, it's not, perf- I thought they it's not perfect. Drunk. Like it's not perfect, but it does really feel like that. It captures that like late night, like 
uh, like it just feels the like they've dreads. been watching the show with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Although I do I, find it kind of ironic that they had to bring in air machines for a Star Wars special. So let me, um, let, but let's let's just play. Let's just play a little bit. I, th- I have a little bit of the song uh, for those who are um, listening without watching. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. And you recognize that that lick from the yeah. Cantina band? Yeah, from the Cantina yeah. band, yeah. In in universe that the song that she is singing is a remix of that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which is uh was... which is a fun little factoid. Uh but yeah, you know- you know what? Hearing that song again reminded me, like, you know what the whole feeling of this entire scene, and especially that song, kind of reminds me of? What? Uh, Madeline Kahn's uh, scene in Blazing Saddles, like, where she's singing, I'm so tired. <laughs> it just it just has that thing where it's like, oh, not this crap again, and just like, <laughs> get out of here, go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I like it. And she goes, and I mean, <clears throat> and yeah, she's like, She's like, uh, you know, escorting people out of the bar. They do like a conga line. She dances with people. Um, it does. a. I don't know. I feel like it. The execution isn't perfect, but there's just like something to it that yeah. is. It's like, I wish that the whole special was was this, but better. Like it, it very much feels like a like a like it feels like a Star Wars musical, which would be the awesomest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, like this entire scene does honestly have a feel that it is that it this is something that is actually going on on Tatooine. Yeah. Like it's not just some random cut. This is something that actually is they you know like the I mean B Arthur plays like a really good bartender. Like I mean you could just basically it just seems like any kind of like uh bar scene that you could do in like other types of movies or like like you know maybe like a world war ii to further the 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 parallels (laughs) uh but i mean just like it just seems like this is something that you could see in almost any movie and it feels that way despite Mm -hmm. the the costumes the the things there and b arthur being you know escorting people out and essentially just kicking them out but being the good host you know good yeah, trying to be nice owner that she is she's doing it nice she doesn't just pull out a blaster and shoot in the air and be like get the fuck out of my yeah, bar i mean and, yeah. she's gotta get <laughs> I you know feel like most tantooine bars did <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is chalman's cantina it's the same cantina from uh from a new hope really, uh, really? yes yes i mean it's a different uh, set like it at all probably. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah because i thought I th- I thought there the bar was like more of like in the middle, and the, like a, it w- everything was around it. I didn't this think it was the same like a one. Bar I thought where someone's another arm or get cut off. <laughs> you know, like it's just kind yeah, of no, imagine that scene happening. Would not allow that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, she's she was probably like, hey, a better par- bartender than Wooer. Yeah, her and her giant rat friend. 
Wooer uh, was was really excited because uh, because after Greedo got fried, um, he was able to make a special drink for Jabba. Also from hmm. Tales of the Moss Eisley Cantina. Good book. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and apparently with Volcano Head staying behind and giving her another flower. That cuts away. Apparently, um, in uh, in in the that canon story that has Akmina in it, uh, she uh, she when when Luke was like in the cantina and all that shenanigans happened, she was there. She was in the office asking for better hours because she always had to work the night shift. That also makes sense of why she seems so tired and mm. and done with it at yeah. at this point. That makes sense. So, uh, okay. So we're getting to the, we're getting to the end here. We're almost to the end. Um, uh, the stormtroopers like show up again or something and Chewbacca, uh, they try to get, take Chewbacca, but it's Han Solo. No, no. Uh, I thought Lumpy tricked them, tricks them first. Yeah, he tricks them first. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's more, it's more, they tell Wookiees and Imperials, who cares? Yeah, you know, like uh, Lumpy tricks them by sending them away with that machine he built with the help yeah. of Dromboid. Yeah. And then the Stormtrooper just grabs it out of his hand and throws it on the, and smashes it against the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, the one left behind realizes what's going on. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hanan comes out and, and does a thing where they have a really bad porch and a Stormtrooper walks into it and dies. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a Wilhelm scream. Yep. Yay. That's a shitty porch, and he was, and the kid was like balancing Bouncy. on that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but don't worry. Off the edge of the porch, it's just a painting of trees. <laughs> so Han, see that painting's ruined. He ripped it. So Han comes in and greets everybody. Yeah. Uh, How are you? Son's been doing your crotch. Saved my tail more than a couple times. Molly, I'd love to, but I can't. I gotta get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across her. Look at Lumpy. He's sure grown, huh? I think his voice is changing. We find out why Lumpy's voice has been so annoying this whole time. It's because he's going through puberty. Uh, It's like a screech. (laughs) All right. Uh... And then there's another knock at the door. Another knock at the door, and it's uh, Trader Buddy. It's Trader yeah. Son Man, or whatever he said his name is, and he's got a plan. We have two-way communication, Trader Son Dan. Is this a report about the missing trooper? It is, sir. Trooper B-4711 was here with three other men. They left, and he remained. As soon as they had gone, he packed a lot of food from this house, and he robbed me blind. Then he took off for the hills. Very well, and we'll send out a search party. Thank you. So yeah, they they're worried yeah, about they were... the the trooper that got killed, and that's what he does. And then yep, every sure. and then and everybody gets ready for the celebration. So, uh, oh, what? So go ahead. I was gonna say, and just apparently using his identification to give them that report, they not only trust him, but it it solves everything. Yeah. Because apparently that's you know he pulls it out and he's like, see, I told you the identification was important. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's it's not uh, I mean, it it's it makes sense at least, you know, to buy him a little bit of time. Yeah. Until Chewbacca can disappear again. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the way, body. Chewbacca's a terrible father. 
dead husband because like he's he's a smuggler. Like he he's like constantly out there Han smuggling and stuff. And like, when is he ever home? Like just for life day? And then he goes back out. Like I don't understand. Look, he's trying like, to he's trying to make his way in the galaxy just like anybody else. Uh, you don't know what Wookiee fa- fathers are like. Maybe he's a really good Wookiee father. He also he owes he owes Han a life debt. So, True. So no, I get that. I get Han, life debt stuff. Yeah, but, but if Han like, is any kind of friend, he wouldn't make make him like you know miss all this stuff. He's so, just a holiday dad now. So every time every time Han try it's the life debt is more important to Chewbacca than it is to Han. Han tries to you know Han just wants to be buddies with Chewbacca. But Chewbacca feels it's very important um, to, you know, to stick with Han and to f- fulfill that life debt. Um, that's it's just a it's a, a Wookiee custom. Actually, um, I'm most familiar with life debts from Knights of the Republic. Which the Wookiee character has a life debt with you, and that's why they're in your party. And then uh, and then after actually after Chewbacca dies, um, Lobaka, who is a like cousin or something of Chewbacca, or it may not be Lobaka, but it's some some extended family members basically say, you know, we're his life debt passed on to us, so we're gonna protect you or whatever. Although I don't think they hang out with them constantly, so I don't remember. It was a while. It's been a little while since I read those, and they didn't happen anyway. It was just a legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then they all okay. So this is my fan theory. I've got a fan theory that's not based on very much. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of Star Wars Episode One, when they're doing the parade, um, and uh, I think it's Boss Nass holds up a giant ball that's got like a glowy things in it. Yes. Yeah. It's just like it's yeah. just like a, a like the, like one of these balls that they're holding for the Life Day celebration. <laughs> So they're celebrating yep. Life Day at the end of episode one. Yep. Oh, that'd be nice. And uh, but unlike unlike. In, oh, uh, and so the since he has a giant one, he can just take the whole parade. They don't. He doesn't need it. Not everyone doesn't need an individual one. Well, I mean, yeah. Or or, you know, Life Day well, traditions might be slightly different on Naboo than on on uh, Kazook. Uh. Well, they yeah. kind of they kind of imply that it's like a Wookiee holiday exclusively in the special, but well, I mean, Leia says that. I mean, she's probably just Jewish. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. She doesn't look Jewish. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said that. <laughs> anyway, then Leia sings a song. Okay. We And then stuff happens. And that's basically the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can say what I skipped. I'm, but yeah, I mean that's basically the that's basically it. They gather their magical crystals together and push them and lift them high, and then they teleport to the tree of life dimension. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was up? I was and they're like, all clothed what? in red robes. What? Yeah. Like, what? How, what is this diagenic? Is what I said when I was watching it. I'm like, did they just go into space? Like, how did that? Okay. Well, well see, I, like I, on Kazook, all of the Wookies are connected to the Tree of Life, and every Life Day, they take out their magic crystals and teleport to the Tree of Life dimension. Okay. It's like Goldar's fog dimension. 
sure. <laughs> like, See, I, I could like I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be like you said, like diegetic. I thought I thought it was more of like some kind of like mind space thing that the Life Day like Wookiees celebrate and they and other people can join in if they, you know, just also hold up a crystal or so, something like they, that. They, they're walking for the forest, great, but they're walking for like space. It's weird. Yeah, I, yeah. So so here's how I took it. I took it as them basically. Like they're at some sort, they're at like a church, like a, yeah, you know, that, that yeah, looks like yeah. a sound stage, you know? So, you know, it's like literally what we're seeing. Like this is, there's some sort, there's a little bit of a time jump. Uh, Han and, and Luke and Leia show up just for this, just for this one event to share in that portion. But, but Chewbacca had to be there for like the whole life day celebration, you know, like yeah. the dinner and and everything. And then they went to this. It's like, it's the equivalent of going to a Christmas Eve church service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it ends with Chewbacca fondly remembering the movie. Yeah. And by fondly remembering, we mean staring blankly at the camera yeah. as it fades in the clips from the movie. <laughs> it's just such a weird still frame on his face. <laughs> he looks like he's like, what am I even doing here? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It, it was a bit weird. <laughs> and then it goes to like life day dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, like it the... cuts back on the freeze frame on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Just, he's just staring like See this 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 is why I think this is why I think it's some kind of mind like the crystals are like a mind space thing that they share all together. That's how they do life day. Because everyone's just staring. It's just like yeah. there's just this moment of everyone just blankly staring at things. That's why it doesn't look out of place because everyone's remembering or shit. It's or a communal hallucination. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it could work. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go down the line for uh, final thoughts on this, and then uh, we're going really, really long. Or well, I guess it's back just back to normal length. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cassie, what are uh, final thoughts on this? Uh, this is a work of art. It's fantastic. I love it so much. It is incredibly poorly constructed and terribly over long, but I love it. Okay. I'm probably never going to watch it again. <laughs> okay, yeah. Emily. Um, I it was horrible and I I I love I loved watching it with Cassie and Mike and you know, thank God they were willing to watch it with me and apparently Cassie just should have enjoyed it, so that's fine, but putting Mike over to that. Um, yeah, it was it was it was enjoyably bad, but also sometimes mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Greg. Uh, a lot of what M said. I personally, what would have I, I have done was made this into an animated special. I would have made the cartoon portion a lot longer, and just maybe had it sort of like. The introduction of Boba Fett was still there, but maybe had him sort of like hunting Han. Chicken, chicken holiday special or Star Wars specials next time. <laughs> maybe. Because oh, that's animated. That's true. But yeah, I, I think it would have been cooler if we had a scene Boba Fett introduced and maybe was hunting Han and Chewie while they were trying to get back to Kashyyyk for, for life day for Chewie. Um, but yeah, like it wasn't great, but I least now i've seen it so i can say that i've seen it i guess in case yeah, people I, ever ask i would have been okay i've never having seen this but same here you know what great <laughs> i'm probably never gonna watch it again but i'm happy i watched it jordan 
I feel that this show, this special is basically the room for Star Wars fans. They need to at least see it once. They don't have to watch it again, but they definitely need to see it just to get the idea of what the hell is actually happening. I've watched the room a bunch. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm saying it's one of those things where like you at least need to see it once to understand it. But see, Emily, you're not that big of a Star Wars fan. I am a big Star Wars fan, and I watch this a bunch because I love it. <laughs> love that. Uh, I mean, other other than that, like I said before, I was kind of like, meh. It doesn't. It. I mean, yeah, it's not the best, but I. It, it gave me a headache, legitimately. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I. That, that it does that to people then but it's like okay. <laughs> it was it was kind of just a thing that ha- occurred there you know like it, uh, i honestly think that if it wasn't for the them trying to brand it as a star wars thing it would be forgotten and just said right on the wayside because it was just another holiday special yeah yeah i can agree now it's now i kind of i kind of just like how it is kind of like like i said like a a ongoing like in joke among star wars fans now that it's there's things that mention to it and stuff like that and it's and it's and it's like one of those things where like uh you know like no one wants to remember it but they still remember it you know uh i think like i said before carrie fisher uh asked asked uh asked you know like to do some commentary on like one of the dvds of star wars she asked for a copy of uh of the holiday special and she said, like on in the interview that she mentioned that she says specifically to show her friends when she wants them to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think I think that's one of the. If anything, I think there is that kind of charm to it that it is, you know, that it is a joke now. Like I mean, for good or for bad, whether you like it or not, I think the fact that it exists now and we can reference it is a good thing. Yeah, you I get, think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm. Totally. I totally agree. I think uh, so. First of all, I would say watching this with people is a lot better than watching it alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful that I watch it with people because <laughs> it's actually I watched kind it of, alone. It's actually kind of the perfect uh, movie to do the the kind of it's a cliche to say like the, the mystery science theater thing to like riffing a, on it. Or to riff yeah. on yeah it's a, it's a, it's it's a perfect thing to riff on because you get what's happening in the first 30 seconds of whatever bit and then that bit goes on for another four and a half minutes so if people are talking over each other you're not yeah. missing anything yeah you that's can, true you know you can kind of follow it the, half the scenes you can't understand what they're saying anyway so you don't need to hear it you and know none of them but, lead into anything else right really right. They don't matter to each other. And and it's also just very – it's very fun if if I know what's happening, if I know what's coming, and I'm like, oh, you got to watch – you got to see this part. This is this, – you know, oh, this is great. You know, this is great. You got to see it. This is really terrible. Don't worry. There's something else that's going to happen in five minutes, you know, like <laughs> – and uh, – or like – I mean, like my, my father-in-law, uh, he didn't know this existed. He's a – a relatively big star Wars fan. And he also was like, he was like, you know, 19 years old when this was, when this aired. So he was like, he was around <clears throat> at that time. So he kind of, you know, knew, knew, knew the people that were in it and all this. So we watched it and he, he was like, just, he thought it was really bad. 
but he uh, he was really interested in it and looking, you know, looking up trivia online and all all sorts of all sorts of stuff, uh, you know. So it's it's definitely it's definitely a thing. It's just really a shame to me that there hasn't been an official release. I'd really like it if somebody could, you know, if they if Carrie Fisher's estate worked with uh, worked with Disney to, you know, get a get the best possible copy of it and release it on Blu-ray. I'd buy it on Blu-ray. I don't even have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would be. I don't think. I think the people would be surprised if they put it out on, on, you know, for sale on like DVD or Blu-ray or something. They'd be surprised how many people would actually buy it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that it would be like that. It would be like a crazy amount of people. Like, it's not going to be. No, but it would still be more than you would think. Yeah, it's going to be. It would they be a make niche, money from it. A solid niche like. audience, and also, and also, yeah, I mean, it's probably the worst. The worst would be more than you think, but less than you than you hoped. Yeah. I mean, like, like I would imagine that the licensing on it is probably not it wouldn't be that hard. I mean, there's not that much licensed music because it's mostly just the Star Wars music and then the two or three other songs and and the performers probably, you know, I don't you know, I don't know how they you know, how they would do the rights, but it doesn't seem like it would be that much of a nightmare to to release it if they wanted to release it. Mm hmm. Well, I think for especially for like Star Wars completionists, they would definitely want to to have it. Yeah, yeah. To, to be yeah. able to add it to the collection, say, "Hey, I've got this." So, right, right, right. They probably already have a copy of it that's like like Ken has in the bootleg <laughs> DVD thing. That's true. The truth. That's that's the truth. very but true. Like it would, they would still get the official release if it happened. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we can close the book on that. Let's take a quick break oh, and then do one okay. last oh. thing. The last like couple seconds, it shows a 20th Century Fox logo, and then mm -hmm. television just <laughs> lands on it. Same font, but like not aligned with the 20th Century Fox logo, and it's perfect. <laughs> okay, yeah. So let's take let's take a real quick break and uh, and then we'll go over we'll do the news posted questions I guess yeah okay one two three four just one more round. Just one more song, friend, and so long, friend, the nights get shorter it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly, so it's good night, friend. But not goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, the podcast. Uh, so now that we're done talking about that for a long time, I'm going to uh, pass the reins back over to Greg to read the news post. Okay. So, as always, we've got our news post provided by Casey or at Lady K Hirsch on Twitter. This week, 
excuse me, had a bit of juice and now I, okay. So <laughs> Casey goes on to say, hey there, gang beasts. It's the holiday season, so whoop-de-doo and hickory door dock. And don't forget to hang up your sock. Fortunately, we didn't get any info about the new Star Wars Transformers stuff like we did last week. Still plenty of news to talk about. First up, J-pop group Okazaki Physical Education has collaborated with Hasbro to put out a new single in honor of the 10th anniversary of the live-action movie series. Titled Emblem, it debuted on the main stage at Tokyo Comic-Con. A teaser video for it can be found on Takara's YouTube, and the full song can be purchased on iTunes Japan. Casey provides us with a link. We'll make sure that we have that on the, the Twitter post this weekend. Uh, she asked about any thoughts on this song or the video. I Unfortunately, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to look at it myself. I just, I just, I just watched it. And uh, the song sounded like a cool pop song. I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah. Like the, the video itself kind of thing. like was more interesting than in that. It kind of had like it was like um, stop motion of the toys. Stop, yeah. Stop motion of the toys. It was really cool. Actually, okay. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. The video was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right uh, the song sounded fine for the video. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. OK. Um, up next, we have some new in hand images of MPM Barricade. She provides a link for that also. Uh, she goes on to say, God, he looks so good. I can't wait till he comes out. I'm super excited to pick this bad boy up. It is a very nice looking toy. I really love how he has his claws coming out of the tire. Yeah, that's you know, like that. That's always one of the, the designs of the of the movie Barricade that I just kind of liked. Yeah. So uh, she goes on to say, finishing up this week, let's revisit some figures that I'm a bit less excited for. The Transformers Authentics toy line. The, the budget toy line for the dollar store market has now officially made its retail debut, showing up first in the Philippines. Oh, the Philippines always gain our best toys first. Oh, yes. Uh, she does provide some, some pictures for us here, uh, which I'll make sure that we include as well. Um, she goes on to say, as you can see, the price at 299.75 Philippine pesos or approximately $6 American. Also, all the card backs are in black and white, which she personally thinks is funny. Uh, no sign of the previously seen Grimlock toy or toys for Hot Rod or Soundwave. Presumably, they'll be part of the next wave of figures. Here's hoping that the Autobots and the next wave of figures actually have articulated elbows. <laughs> Apparently, both the Decepticons in this wave are pretty good considering the price point. So she'll probably send, send up grabbing this Starscream if ever it comes across here in the States. So I think we talked about them before, but yeah, we, she had for something that's like for like simply made like only like four step like dollar store toy things. They at least yeah. look nice. Yeah, they don't look too bad. So dollars that sounds a little expensive, but maybe not. I guess yeah, toys. For, for dollar store, it does seem a little bit higher. But mind you, it's probably in between like actual Toys R Us toys and like dollar store army men toys, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, in closing, she goes, OK, that's all for this week. Time to go rest my poor addled brain. Speaking of. I finished up reading Phasma and started reading from a certain point of view this week. She enjoyed Phasma a lot and has enjoyed what she's read so far from a certain point of view. Uh, 
So any of you, she asked if any of us are reading that good, good Star Wars literary content. Uh, she says, all right, have a good week and may the force be with you. Also, please remember that Lumpy is canon and tragic. And also that Ak Akmina is canon and a lesbian. So <laughs> both of which we mentioned earlier. So Yeah. Yep. So from um, a certain point of view uh, is a really neat book uh, for the... 40th anniversary of Star Wars. They um, they released it, and it's 40 short stories from a bunch of different people. The Acmina story is by Matt Fraction and uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Um, that should be really good, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the cool. I forgot that it existed until tonight when I was <laughs> reading stuff about Acmina. Uh, I'm reading Star Wars literary content. I would not call it good. Good. Uh, I'm reading Bloodlines, which is not good. It's the most boring Star Wars book I've ever read. I'm 200 pages in and nothing has happened. <laughs> and it's all about how in the Republic, in the New Republic, how ne they can never get anything done because the po because the political parties are too deadlocked. The only Star Wars content that i read literary content i read was these really old like kids books about like the like the like these two kids who were supposed to be the next jedi being trained by luke or something like that and there was something about darth vader's son or something like that it was it was just like you know uh, so let's slap on the star wars name and 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 then tell our our space fairing story was it the way. was it the um the like horror themed one. So there was Galaxy of Fear, and then no, there was, was Junior Galaxy. Jedi Knights. Might have been Junior Jedi Knights. I'd have to look. I still have them somewhere. Because Junior Jedi Knights was very young Jason and Jaina Solo, uh, mm. and mm. Uh, those actually led into Young Jedi Knights, which led into New Jedi Order. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson wrote that wrote those. Um, so they might. Everybody likes young Jedi Knights. I I mean, young junior Jedi Knights are for very young readers. Mm. But um. other than that, I I have also somewhere laying around the Ken uh, in the Last Jedi comic series that uh, that was out a while ago that I, I have yet to read. I have to, to pick up, but I just like you know got got most of it. Mm -hmm. Last stuff that I read was um, Vader down uh, and. God, that has the best Darth Vader in it. Yeah, Vader I, down I just, was pretty good. Uh, just you, you get him surrounded by rebels. They say, lay down your weapons. You're surrounded. And he just ignites the lightsabers. That's all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. And just the art, like in that one, that one panel just looks so damn good. He looks so badass. Like between that and the scene in Rogue One, that's exactly what what you always pictured Darth Vader being, but we never got it until recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's really pretty much all I've read thus far. I've just been sort of anticipating the Last Jedi, though. <laughs> okay. Excited for it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's about questions. it. Um, what do we have for questions this week, Jordan? Uh, just a couple of uh, and a couple of comments and stuff here. So, Joel, Guardian of the Universe at Tabletop Camera, mentioned Hi, Joel. mentioned that uh, they can't believe no one's trademarked Holiday. 
And this is because I was ma- <laughs> when I put up the the Twitter question post, I was making fun about how the uh, the like TV newspaper ad or whatever that they basically was used as a stock for a lot of a lot of the promotional had almost every Star Wars themed thing with TM after it, like yes. Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, like everything that was that that was like in the movie had a trademark after it. Yeah. Except for holiday. Except for <laughs> holiday. And I was going to say, well, you can't trademark holiday because then what are you going to how then you won't be able to say happy holiday anymore. Right. Mm. Right. It would be. Yeah, there's laws. <laughs> I think it's a joke anyways, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so from Mary Jeff Miss at uh, Waffle Man underscore. And that that's Hi, Waffle whole, Man. That's the whole thing. Uh, did you know that B. Arthur's character is canon and also gay? It's like yes. we do now. Like, f- thankfully, like after reading this and looking stuff up, yeah. Yep. Uh, and and as I like, as we said, it is canon. Canon. It's not regulated to legends, yep. so it's it's still an in universe part of the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Lumpalaru uh, is also uh, canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Lumpy's full name. Yeah, I, I do like how I thought I that? thought that when I well, when I was watching it with Cass and Mike, they were like, "Oh, his name's just Lumpy." And I'm like, maybe it's like short for something bigger, like Chewbacca is Chewy, and then we kind of like Lumbaca, like we Lumbaca, didn't know what, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, like there, I think it wasn't until like later that they kind of said like, "Yeah, those are nicknames," and then like gave like really long names, like uh, like Itchy is like added added cheek. Oh, I cannot. I can't say it. But okay. they're they're all they're all there are also like long form names like Chewbacca for his family, and okay. that just Ma- Mala. Mala is Maladabuck, meaning be- yeah. beautiful singer. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. cool. is itchy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It's hard to say. Atichitcuck. 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 Okay. Anywho. Ah. So uh, Eric was nice enough to like pass on the art question post to some of the folks he knows. Uh, but you know, so far we got a so we got a comment from Bert Jennings at Ninja Economics 101 saying that all they remember is the Boba Fett cartoon. Well, oh, that is I think that's the most memorable thing out of this special. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people only remember that. And plus, like you were saying, Kendall, they it was actually made available much easier than the whole special itself yeah uh and then uh f- finally we have greg at greg simon saying <laughs> how do i reclaim the hour and a half that has been ripped f- from my soul and that is uh, why talking about it for three hours with a bunch yeah. of other people yeah by the way joel, uh, also joel, yeah, yeah joel commented that uh there's a way that there's a way but the price is that is too high <laughs> yeah. And we mentioned Gwen and, and Frankie saying like why oh, would yes. you do this to yourself? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't see their comment. Sorry. Gwen and um okay. Uh, I think it was just like why did you do this to yourselves? And like, I don't know. Because <laughs> Kendall thought of it and it got voted on. That's because why. <laughs> I decided to use all leverage that I have accumulated over the course of fifty-nine regular episodes and Thirty-seven bonus episodes. I think that's that's the right that's the right number, right? And uh, uh, in order to have us talk about Star Wars for an episode in a way that made almost some sense. 
Now, see, I don't have a problem talking about Star Wars, but do we really have to start with the holiday special? <laughs> well, I mean, what else were we going to talk about? I don't know. Maybe the new movie coming out. But it's not out yet. Well, no, but we could have talked about what we were hoping for it. <laughs> um, I was going to say... Uh... Uh, I think on the post you made, like, should we watch it? Mike was one of the ones who said that we should, and I made him watch it with me. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and he did not have a good time. <laughs> no, guess you enjoyed yourself. I uh, had so much fun. It was so good. <laughs> oh, and to answer your answer your question, Gwen, yes, we did survive. Yeah. We we might have lost a bit of our souls in the process, but we did survive. My soul is emboldened. <laughs> I mean, it's it, the fact of the matter is like if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched it, you should watch it like at least once. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, like at the very least, it's not like, as just on a, on a fa- on its face value. It's not as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honest, honestly, like for all the joking and stuff we said like that, you know, it it is something that I would suggest at least trying to see just because of the whole, you know, like I said, because it's so much a part of like uh, the Star Wars jokes now and stuff like that. But I do give the caveat that if it honestly is hurting you like to watch it, don't don't force yourself. Yeah. yeah. If you're not having fun, just. Stop. Yeah. But just stop. Yeah. It's, but still, just, it, the, go ahead. The nice the nice thing is you go into it knowing it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like. There are, but there are like things in life that are worse than watching bad, a bad movie. Like that's true. I mean, it's it's not gonna. It's not. I mean, it's just. I I feel like I feel like it's a piece of history, and it will yeah. it will make you a better nerd if you at <laughs> least can if you at least Get, develop the vocabulary for it. You know, it's just like the precious nerd cred. <laughs> yeah, being a better nerd is incredibly important. It's like it's like. <laughs> Like to me, like something in comic books, everybody complains about the Spider-Man clone saga, but nobody has read the Spider-Man clone saga that complains about it or or some. I mean, some of some old people that literally stopped reading Spider-Man 20 years ago because of the clone saga. But like most most people that just that just generically complain about it, they're just kind of either regurgitating what other people have said about it or or just just saying it to say it or whatever as opposed to actually having actually having experienced it. And I think that the Star Wars holiday special while it is like objectively terrible actually like I would say it's probably worse than what a lot of people say because a lot of people do kind of make it out to be like oh it's so bad it's good. I mean really it is just bad. <laughs> like like we we were able to pull out some entertaining stuff talking about it but i mean it's it's really poorly done i mean the execution yeah. is is awful absolutely um, you know it's kind of like it's kind of like on let's place when when they talk about a game and the concept of it seems kind of neat and then you actually play it and you realize that the game doesn't work <laughs> like it's it's basically you know it's basically that with 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 this it, it just it, it works it does work better if you're if you're with a group it also works better i think if you have one person there who's seen it before and then and then you're like watching it with that person so they can kind of be like yeah this is the bad part don't worry you know don't worry it gets better or i i almost was that for cassie and mike you know i've not seen it before but because i'd watched like two separate reviews i think 
mm-hmm. um, detailing all the scenes I knew was coming, and I would point out like, oh yeah, this part, like when you get to the cooking scene, or like, yeah. oh he's gonna like watch a destructional video here or something. I almost was that, but I had not quite seen it. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> just like if you can get past the first fifteen minutes, then <laughs> then you're then you, you know, might survive. <laughs> then there's a good then there's a good chunk in the middle that's almost watchable, and then yeah, by the end, just make sure that you're drunk by the end <laughs> or high yeah um but yeah uh yeah so did we have anything did we have any other questions or anything let's end this nope, thing. that was it all right yeah, who's sorry, got I a plug those others from Frankie I'm, extra and such but i uh, glad we got to them what 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 did we get to oh the the ones i missed with from gwen and frankie extra oh but we hit those yeah okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay yeah. greg do you have anything you'd like to plug uh, as always, you can listen to us on AudioEntropy.com, uh, home for this podcast and many other great ones. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at GregCMUN. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I guessed it on an episode of Emily's uh, podcast, In Pursuit of Passions, where I talked about yeah. my martial art, Haidon Gundo. Yeah, it's a good episode. Oh, thank you. Cassie, do you have plugs? Uh you can follow me on Twitter at definitely exists and you can follow my lewd art Twitter at definitely lewd. All right. Uh, uh, Jordan, I think goes next. Um, so I'll plug game apartment one C again, still going on. Dan always enjoys, you know, fo- interacting with the people who come to watch him play, you know, the game challenges. Um, Still also going to promote the Techo LARP that's coming up, but that's, again, still till April. Uh, but like I said, like if you actually pre-register, then you can kind of get like neat little things that will happen for your character that you, you play. Uh, other than that, um, I don't know. Try Secret World Legends. I mean, that's a f- I've been playing that MMO for a while, so I don't know. Give that a shot. Okay. Uh, Emily? Um, you can catch me on other audio entry podcasts, like Greg mentioned, in Pursuit of Passions, but also I'm on Home from Vinyl Losers, a Dragon Ball Z rewatch, well, Dragon Ball rewatch podcast, sorry. I wish it was Dragon Ball Z. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, on, I'm Teenagers of Attitude a lot of the time. Uh, the, the, you know, the flagship podcast of audio entry, I think you, think you know, it. it's about Power Rangers. Okay. And oh, and yeah, on, on Twitter at this is Emerald. Sorry, it's <laughs> okay. You can find everything <clears throat> I do at KendallCast.ninja. Uh, I'm at K Holman. That's K H A L M A N on Twitter. Um, if you got holiday parties and things that you need music for, I released a Christmas album. Um, you can uh get all the uh tracks that I'm legally allowed to sell at uh, kendallhallman.bandcamp.com or you can listen to the whole album on YouTube. Uh, K. Hallman uh, is my YouTube name. Um, and then, yeah, I've got podcasts on the Kendallcast uh, feed. Uh, most notably, uh, That's What We Called Music, the song-by-song review of the Now That's What We Call that's, that that CD series that you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and what... Waiting here for every man. Is that what the name of the podcast is? Where yes. I interview musicians. <laughs> okay. It's your podcast again. I, I hit a wall about 20 minutes ago, you guys. I'm I'm tired. Uh, yeah. Right. So until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>
Good podcast. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, <laughs>